Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer, and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Bub, if you, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle, especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. I know that we don't want to be here right now. We're all kind of hungover, but we need to be excited. So when the show starts, you guys, if you can all just kind of really sound JP like we all want to. JP, we're on. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Here we are. Yeah! That's nice. Yes! You got rhythm, boy. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Why are you hitting Bevo? I don't, she didn't really do that much to you. Spank her. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> what Hi, a rough Bevo. start. <laughs> Bevo's still recovering from her drug of the week. That's two weeks two ago. Weeks ago. Two weeks yeah, ago. Two weeks of IVs, you know. She's still not even drinking from her drunk of the week. Nope. You had, what, half a beer on Friday? Half, almost nearly half a beer. You drunk. And then I gave it away. I was done. You give it away? Yeah. Really? Sam wasn't around? I was hitting on Bebo all night. <laughs> oh, man. I'm <laughs> jealous of you. I was kind of pretty that night. I put kind, a little effort. Kind of pretty. <laughs> you were kind of pretty. You were slutty enough. So it was like, yeah. The boots were yeah. cool. Then I called Sam and I was like, dude, I'm totally hitting on your wife right now. And he goes, ah, ah, Nah, he didn't care. He was at an amateur uh, boxing match in Frezies. Uh, as if El Sob wasn't white trash enough for him. He's like, oh, no, I got to go out to uh, Frezies for Ugh. amateur boxing night. It's oh, a long man. drive for that. Too many, too many white people in, in cornrows. And you know what's worse than that? You know what he missed for that? Schumann's birthday celebration. Today, uh, that was Friday, but today is actually our very own... Schumann the Douche's birthday. Thank you. What a nice man. Oh, is he here? There he is. Here he comes. What's up, Schumann? Hello. 
How wow. old? How old are you today, Shuli? Today I'm 29. Oh yeah, see, Just still a spring chicken. One more year, and uh, you also will be gaining weight like JP and I. <laughs> really? I'm going to be a fat ass? <laughs> Downhill, baby. I think you can't lose much more hair, but uh, right. at least you will be you know, in the ranks of us uh, you know, sloppy-looking slouches. Hey, it's the year of the nines, yeah. man. Do I have yeah. to work on my personality yeah. or something yeah. to get chicks now, or what? Well, You know what pisses me off about Doc? What? The doc's pushing like 80 years old or whatever he is yeah. and looks better than me and JP combined. <laughs> he's got a better... It's called exercise. Well, you know, he's whatever. You know what they say, aim high. Why is it? It's, it's the year of the <laughs> nines. Uh, you guys are 29s? Right? Well, no, I wish I was still in the 29s. Doc is 69. I'm four, 49. 49. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So when we do the really? Oktoberfest this year, it's the big 5-0. The big 5-0, oh, baby. Man. So listen, yeah. you know, we got to start talking about this soon. We do. Because we do. the big 5-0, is, it, not only is it important, but uh, it's a big reason to celebrate. I'm thinking we got to go ahead and you know step in now. Yeah. Get, before, before I die? Right? Well, you know, one, before you die. <laughs> yeah. uh, but more importantly, the, you know. It, before you come, no fun. You know, that's whatever what the family is. has planned for your 50th, and I think that's important, and you have to do that. You know, we really got to. You're t- my family, right? We've got to take over, like, part two. Yeah, we need, like, three days of that. Do what yeah. we do. Yeah. 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 Well, we were three days building, three days. Didn't recovery. we say this about forty nine for Doc too? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, we'd take an acre of his property. Yeah. And have it. Oh yeah, you wanted a big stage and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, Doc oh, yeah. Fest. Yeah. Actually, I'm having. I got a crew out there. They're clearing out all twelve acres. I mean, they're just clearing, uh, like all really? the brush and. Oh yeah, it's not like chopping down trees and stuff. No, nah, but they're taking out all the scrub and everything. It's it's already looking really good. Twelve acres. Yeah. That's uh, I, I think the first Woodstock had less than that, uh, so that could be one hell of a party. That's what yeah. we'll do there. We'll have a Woodstock. So, what do you think, Jimmy? I think that'd be great. That's enough, definitely enough room for a good puppet show. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and maybe Shuman, if you, if you guys practice enough, Cold Hot Crash can roadie for all the bands that we have there. Oh, that'd Ooh. be yeah. if you guys practice. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So, what's good happened on your birthday? <clears throat> what's that? What good things have happened on your birthday? Uh, Bevo showed me her thingies. You got absolutely oh. did not. Yeah. I because I was asking wow. to see him yeah. all goddamn night long. Oh. I know, and you beat me in darts. You should have defined thingies. Um, you know which thingies? Labias. Her earrings. Uh, really. <laughs> no. Did you say labias? <laughs> <laughs> Who would say that? It's labia. Yeah, isn't there only? There's <laughs> yeah. not two. Isn't that it's plural? Like, it's like uh, sheep labia and moose. would be plural. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Curtains. I don't think they're real. I like that we worry about what the proper English is about her (laughs) vagina. (laughs) Well, that's important. I'd like to steer this conversation in another direction. (laughs) We know all the other words. Let's talk about your vagina, Justin. Let's talk about my vagina instead. It's kind of sandy, but... My vagina's doing well today. Uh, Double IPA Festival yesterday. We're going to give you an SF Beer Week update on the second half. You've been Uh, going three days now. Uh, Technically, I've been going four because, for some stupid reason, Schumann and I decided to preempt the whole week on like a Wednesday night even. With yeah. another night of drinking. That was a bad idea. And then there was a Thursday night of drinking. That was and, a bad idea. And then SF, <laughs> and then SF Beer Week started on Friday. Right. More Good bad idea. idea. Yeah, uh, that was okay. And then it was Schumann's birthday Friday night. And then there was a double IPA festival yesterday. Uh, but we rounded it out today with uh, the Sour Beer Festival at Triple Rock, which we'll all be raving about uh, in the second segment here. We're going to talk to you about that kind of stuff. So, um, it's it, you know, it's a, it's been a bit of a binge already. It's been good. I actually, oh, right. went, I should say already, like it's not done. 
Oh, it's not done. I'm There's not- another one tomorrow. It's a week long. SF Beer is a stupid idea. Can we just say that right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody could, you know, realistically. You can't do hit it. everything. I was looking on the yeah. website. You can't hit. It's everything. a stupid idea. Listen, you can't at- even hit all the good things. No, exactly. You miss out on a whole bunch of at the at the most at the very most. SF Beer Weekend would be a good idea. That'd be fine. SF Beer Weekend. Friday through Sunday, okay. SF Beer Alternating Tuesdays. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. That would be decent. Yeah. SF Beer Every Other Year. Yeah. Something like, you know, that's a good idea. But uh, I was even talking to some of the organizers and the people putting on events, and they said the same thing, that, you know, in hindsight, this whole Beer Week is just a stupid idea. You know, uh, it's killing people is what it's doing. No, people are going to... People are going to die this week. Like yeah. Motor. You seen that guy? Oh, God. He's going to die. Motor's going to die totally this gonna week. Die. That poor son of a bitch is going to die. He's going to kill himself because he can't make it to every good thing? Yeah. Or, no, because, or, or because he's going to give it a good effort. You yeah. know, I guess I know. <laughs> he's going to get a big rope to hang himself with, too. So that's that's a problem. Yeah, big towing cable. <laughs> I've got events that I'm, I'm kind of committed to until Tuesday. No. And then I'm taking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday sure off. Sure you are. We'll check back on that. <laughs> see how that goes. Right? See you out there Wednesday for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I am trying to record and, and do some things all the way through, so we'll see if I can come back with some reports. We'll talk about that later. But more importantly, uh, Schumann's old today. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good luck. You ought to get your uh, testes checked. Really? Yeah. You, you ought to start banking some of that sperm, too. Well, I know <laughs> it. Because it's going to be old yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Well, Justin, do you know where I can find a doctor? <laughs> Scott? I think there's a pretty... Um, rigorous like system like you they don't just take anybody's sperm no i'm talking about just banking it for no, himself oh yeah. okay yeah, i thought you meant like on. selling it. it and we say don't banking it not putting yeah. it in a mayonnaise jar under your you bed. mean like saving it for a rainy day or something <laughs> well you're old now and they're getting old just throw your paper towels they'll really? swim as well that's oh, okay man. we don't want them swimming doc the last <laughs> yeah, thing might, we want is Schumann's boys swimming we want them swimming like rocks i think they need flippers or something but uh you know they'll have young they're vibrant now little cryo he could call him out of, out of you know. Imagine later they could freeze a Schumann and we could live forever. Oh, <laughs> the last thing we need is a short bus full of Schumanns <laughs> rolling around. It's wrestling time. <laughs> I mean, Aww. you know, yeah. we got we got rid of one Schumann last year. Aww. And you're gonna go ahead and add more? Why would you say that? I mean, well, I'm just saying. We have to replace him. We do? I think so. Are you sure? Uh, that's what my gene pool is telling me. <laughs> and your gene pool is shoe light. Yeah. I my, wouldn't... <laughs> hi, gene pool. I would, uh, my Schumann senses are tingling. We've lost another Schumann. <laughs> Good. That means they're working. <laughs> so last night, as an extension to uh, Shoe's birthday weekend... Uh, extension. Shoe uh, and Shoe Light went to a East Bay Rats party. Yes. That's a biker gang yeah. here. Yes. In, uh, you were telling me about that on Friday... It, they didn't the expectation even, that it was going to be good. How was it? It was pretty fun, man. I mean, uh, they didn't invite me to their club, which I'm really bummed about. Yeah. I guess I didn't think I was rat material. Yeah. Cause you're, but, uh, you're you didn't have enough fake tattoos. Well, you know. So you had a motorcycle, sort of? <laughs> yeah. Sort of. <laughs> I've got a Honda Shadow, guys. I, I could join. Actually, they all have Japanese bikes. They do? Yeah. They have, like, Jixers and all sorts of stuff. I see. But, um, and some of them um, had, like, the... The I forget what it's called. Where you can do dirt biking and street biking. Uh, it's Enduro? called Enduros. Not it's Enduros. Herpes. Yeah. Yeah. The herpes. Yeah. Okay. No, but uh, they had amateur boxing, which I'm kind of disappointed in my brother. He didn't participate. I was in. Yeah, say, light. I thought you were going to get in on for the boxing. Sure. I was even talking you up because someone said. I think I was talking to Tasty and Shad, and I and they were going, "Really, he's going to do that?" And I said, "No, you know what." 
Shoe Light's a tough kid, man. I wouldn't want to get in the ring with Shoe Light. Yeah. Come here on the microphone. Come over here to that to that. One. I don't know. How, 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 I started out there and I thought I was going to do it, and then uh, I started riding. And I was like, well, if they have like a tough East Bay rat guy going on, you know, <laughs> I don't really have medical going on. Yeah, but then but I, you saw, I saw the amateur boxing. Yeah. And the last fight I saw, I was just like, all right, uh, I think I should go up and do it. Yeah. And by that time, it was stripper. It time. was done. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you Which you also do. You could have gone straight from boxing to stripping. <laughs> right. no, I don't think they take kindly to Schumann stripping <laughs> you, on their poles. No. You could have done both. No, these, these, girls were like, box. these girls were like the suicidegirls.com yeah. like, uh, stripping, and they yeah. were looking good. I like that. So piercing and tattoos and shit? Yeah. Exactly. Shoe, yeah. Li- shoe lights like the Iron Man competition. Which yeah. I will box and then fucking strip. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys, all, know, you guys all know how I feel about uh, stripping and how I think it's degrading the women and I think it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It was disgusting, and I just, you know, I bared it, but yeah. I didn't really like it. You only paid the money because yeah. uh, you felt that they ought at least, you know, be able to get a meal that night. They should be able to, you know, buy food stamps for their kids. So you only finished you know. twice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was a dirty bathroom. It took really, really longer than usual. I really was disappointed, though, like, because, and, and yeah. seriously, and, and I mean this, uh, I'm not joking around. I, f- I feel that you have, uh, I, th- I think you're a tough kid already, and I feel that you have a lot of pent up uh, aggression. Uh, sure, sure. You know, mostly towards your <laughs> mostly towards your older brother there. Well, and, uh, yeah, hey, if your brother fingered you, you'd be angry too. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my brother and my dad's angry. Yeah, <laughs> you got And I. That's I two really, fingers. <laughs> I really felt like you, you know, you might have really messed somebody up in that yeah, amateur no, rink. I, I was really antsy after it all ended in the show. Yeah. I was like, I had I was so maybe next, next time. Next time, I think for sure. I had to destroy something beautiful. Isn't your new? <laughs> isn't your new roommate an East Bay rat? No, no, he's just friends. He he's more of a hamster. He's more like a, <laughs> he's kind of on the fringe. He's I'm more rodent. of a. I'm, I'm a South Bay ferret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peninsula yeah. platypus. Were they? Uh, <laughs> were the Pacheco cuddle bugs? <laughs> Very aggressive. We were thinking about making shirts that said West Coast Rat. Oh um, man, I think uh, you would die. I think they would really like that. So uh, overall, the experience was uh, interesting uh, with the you know the the whole rats thing. Yeah, it was great. They, they were really cool. Just realized your mom was in the room right now. Yeah. We were making dead. You just realized jokes. that? Yeah, I was like, what are you thinking? I tend to not look at the back of the room. <laughs> it just gets distracting. And yeah. there's. Uh, Bet you she was wearing a low cut top. You'd notice that. And I would have checked her out. Yeah. <laughs> mom does. That's not nice, cool. Uh, I don't appreciate nice that. Clothes. She has nice tops. She wears nice tops. <laughs> she has good taste in blouses. <laughs> She's gonna come punch me. She's leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you had a good time at the uh, at the party. Then? It was a great time. Yeah, I had made a prediction today, uh, Bunny, um, Miss, Mrs. Schumann. I'd like you to hear this. I, I think you. I don't think you'll disagree. I predict uh, now. Shoe lights moved into. Uh, he's moved out of our house into another house, and the but one of his roommates, you know, works. You know, is on the fringes of the East Bay Rats. I predict you uh, might become an East Bay Rat uh, within a year or so. I mean, I don't. I don't know much about them, but I, I picture you kind of getting into that whole club scene. Yeah. Shoe light. I, th- I feel like you need a a team behind you. You know, you kind of like that thing. And pretty much you're a big enough loser that you would do something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really what it is. You don't have enough uh, 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 self-esteem. You need to be part of a big group. Right. Are you going to join? Yeah. Are you going to join the gang? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, motorcycle clubs are different. I mean, you get jumped in. I mean, basically they, they just kick the crap out of you. you yeah, but you it's like not that a gang. Sort of it's yeah, a club, I like, man. I like boxing and stuff, but yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, like the guy Timmers that we know, he's the one throwing the party last night. Yeah. And he um, got jumped into the East Bay Rats. And he showed up to our house at a party. He had like three broken ribs. 
you know, like a swollen eye, and he was just feeling yeah. like crap. Yeah, which like, is, but he's yeah. in, man. I don't That's really right. get the whole meaning behind the motorcycle. Well, would be like, such a pussy. Well, you should have told him he needed to fight back. <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> would you agree? It, it, it's to me, it's surprisingly kind of kind of black. For to be East Bay rats, what? it's very ghetto, very gangster to be jumped into. <laughs> that a makes gang. it, bl- you know, there's a difference between ghetto and black. No, no, ga- gangster, you know, like like straight from the hood, you know, it just it seems white very... people can be in gangs too. KKK, mm-hmm. that's a gang. It's not a gang; yeah. it's a club. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> they're not being aggressive; they're being dominant. Never mind. <laughs> Thank you, Caesar Milan. I don't know. It just seems it just seems very. Uh, I don't know. Very street. I don't, I don't agree I'm just, with I just, I don't agree really with nice just people, a prediction, though. you know. See, yeah. that's that's why I predicted for you because you look at these people and go, "Oh, look, they're so nice." No, and, no. If you were to go there, they're really. I mean, I'm sure they are. They're like yeah. until they beat the fuck out of somebody. But they're nice yeah. unless you're on the other side of their sights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you go up there and you know we we brought a case of beer with us and stuff and it's a good thing. Them and you're all scared because they're all the, and there's Hell's Angels there too. Hanging yeah, out. yeah. And they're all just like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" You know, da 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 da. And you just what kind of beer did you bring? Shut it up. Guess. <laughs> Coors Light. Yeah. <laughs> With a bucket of ice, Coors. You did? <laughs> no. 30-pack uh, or 18-pack? Uh, Adam brought a Bud Light 30-pack. I brought the Coors Light 18-pack. Nice. Because so, so I'm an overachiever. Yeah. We're just beer <laughs> after beer. You. We wanted more friends. Watching boxing. So, where so that's did, pretty good, actually. Where, where did everyone go when the uh, train came through? You know, and the party really started after you opened the Coors Light. <laughs> Didn't that happen? Straight to the case. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my case, there were like horses in Clydesdales. Like, <laughs> right. ah, those are the worst commercials in the Super Bowl, huh? Oh, man. Come on. Awful. Somebody back me up that those retarded Clydesdale commercials during the Super Bowl where the where the Clydesdale was in love with the with the pony and it's running around. like It wasn't funny. It's it not. wasn't clever. It was, was just... wasn't even cute. Well, that, even that's, cute. that's why the most popular... Commercial was the one the guy getting his nuts smashed. It wasn't even a good commercial, but that was the most popular yeah, because all good. of them were so shitty. And I'm reading the San Francisco Chronicle, and the guy gives his honorable mentions, and he gives also his his negative honorable mentions, and all the ones he gave negative to were the only ones that were funny, like the guy getting the mm-hmm. the you know bag of Doritos or the rock or whatever thrown in his yeah. crotch. That was amazing. And he mentioned it was great, right? And he and then he says that the you know uh, you know one of the most inspiring or the best ones was the Budweiser Clydesdale inspiring running around. And it just wow. it Maybe. wasn't even clever. Who yeah. thinks about these? JP thinks of smarter things than that commercial. <laughs> I do. You know, I thought uh, I thought let's of one. Not push it. These two earthworms. Yeah. They're running through, and they're going like, dude, I really am having a hard time regurgitating dirt. And so they find a Budweiser cap, and they drink it, and then they regurgitate a lot of dirt, and everyone's family gets bigger. What do you think? Mm. It's a pretty good one. Where's the, where's the funny? <laughs> well, it's inspiring. It's like, oh, okay. it's like, I'm not seeing the funny. It's like, how to, the funny. it's like how to bring everyone together, dog. And I really don't appreciate that. All right, humans, have a good birthday night. Uh, we'll catch you later. Yeah, All and right. uh, try not to suck it. Humans are out. Or try to suck it. Thing. I guess mom's, Mama Schumann's making a nice big birthday dinner and stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. Think they'll bring leftovers home? I don't know. We weren't even invited. Dicks. <laughs> I heard there's a new dad around already. Oh. <clears throat> no, we're not going to talk about it. Girl, the shoe dad? We're not going to talk about it, but uh, I heard about it. Oh. Let's see how that goes. What's his name? Let's see what happens there. Shoe dad. We should give him a name. N- new dad. Shoe dad. New dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. It, well, can we, we, can should, we call him new? We should call him Barack Odata. Because <laughs> he's like change. <laughs> he represents change. 
All right. Listen, we got a lot to do today. A big show planned for you. Yeah. New Holland Brewing Company out of Michigan's with us today. We went for an East Coast brewer during SF Beer Week because we felt like, um, you know, even though a lot of people are coming to town for SF Beer Week, we didn't want to take them away from things that are fun to do. Uh, to, <laughs> to come and sit in our uh, studio yeah. and have to do this interview. So we've got New Holland Brewing Company, which I'm really excited about. Uh, one of the, uh, the best beers I had in 2008 was uh, from New Holland. It was Dragon's Milk that we had at the Oregon Brewers Festival. Yeah. And I was raving about that beer during the OBF shows. Um, so happy to talk to them about that. We've got the brewmaster, John Haggerty, coming on the show today. So get ready for that. 888-401-BEER if you want to ask questions or the beeves in the chat room hanging out today. Still recovering yeah. from her uh, Drunk of the Week. Yes. And hanging out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Drinking my coffee. Drinking coffee. On we, the wagon. Are we going to be able to get a beer into you tonight? Or? I might taste something, but honestly, yeah. just the thought of drinking... Makes even, me want to puke a little bit. Even the sour beers, though. I, I'll taste the sour beer. Just Let's see how it goes. Just, yeah. Here we go. Foot in the door. That's all we want. <laughs> there it is, right here. Mm. Right. Not right now. No, all right. Just not ready yet. So get on the way. Where's Sam? Sam coming out tonight? I think so. All right. He's supposed to be. I don't know. I don't care. You gonna be hammered when he gets here. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are. It's his turn to shine. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's funny. Yeah. Well, Bevo, uh, uh, you know, sent me a text or something after her drunk of the week appearance last <laughs> episode, and. Uh, you know, she's apologized. She said, I'm really sorry for my behavior. Because I listened to it, and it was the most ridiculous. I was so embarrassed. It was just annoying, high-pitched belligerence. See, and I ended up saying, you know, listen, if I Pretty could pay you. you for that kind of uh, performance every week, I would be. <laughs> if, uh, you know, the donations were pouring in, uh, you would get paid to behave like that every week, Beavis. You know, you'd have, I'd have to have a, I'd have to go have a talk with your boss and say, "Look, Be- <laughs> Bevo's going to have rough Mondays, but uh, you know it's good for everybody." I thought it was great. So, uh, you know, based on that, I would like to present uh, you Aww. your very first uh, drunk of the week brewing network. Oh yeah. yeah, you earned it. You had you did have some competition. We you know there was a few phone calls that week, but really uh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, you finished <laughs> Bloom Boy. Yeah. It was yeah. mainly from your pastor saying stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You mean I Terrence? Did. I quit the chat, didn't I? Like, I switched to JP. You did. Uh, JP had to take over. And, uh, Thank you yeah. for putting my face in this picture, JP. I'm getting the medal. <laughs> Somebody, uh, you got to tighten up that no, uh, ribbon. I re- that medal's got to sit a little higher. You know what I'm yeah, saying? bring it up there. <laughs> bring, it up, bring it up a notch. There you go. All right. So, of course, we'll be taking Drunk of the Week calls okay. tonight. Uh, at the end of the program, all right. I know, sort of uh, toward the middle of the show, everyone wants to start calling in drunk of the week, but uh, you got to understand, you know, the ninety percent of the listeners that are listening to the archive, uh, they don't want to hear you calling for drunk of the week <laughs> at six thirty. Yeah. It might be funny to you, yeah. So you know, I get blamed a lot for oh, you don't take enough drunk of the week calls, this and that. But uh, you know, I'm really, I'm not going to take them at six thirty. All right, you gotta you're going to have to hang in there if you if you're truly going to earn drunk of the week, then you're going to have to be here at the end of the program. Got to craft your buzz. Like Bevo was, you know, she she worked the whole show, and then by the end, uh, she quit, fell asleep. You even took us out of the show, I think, too. Right? Wasn't she drunk and rambling at that the end? That was the yeah. high pitched belligerence I was talking uh, about. And then I you walked for two days, right? I walked out of the studio and straight to the bathroom. Yeah. See, that's when I wish you'd let us know that too. He could have given a, you know, that old be in for life. Give us one of those. Give us one right now. No, thank you. 
What's funny about Sam, too, is, uh, you know, we had Terrence the Black and Becca here, which are good friends of Bevo and Sam's also. They held my hair. And they're, you know, taking care of Bevo. Sam's in the backyard just doing whatever, having another beer. He didn't care. I think we should stay here. Terrence kept coming out, you know, hey, we we, we really got to get Bevo home. She's not doing too well. And and, and Sam's like, what? Ah, uh, What? They're they're still, you know, we're just opening another beer. Uh, He really doesn't give a shit. After this, we'll go. I want to go home. Yeah, After he, this, we'll go. And Terrence gets you out to the car. Sam's still hanging out with us. He's literally the last one to leave the house, Bevo. You do know this all, right? I'm sure. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun. It was a good ride home that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Sam well, thinks so, too. When I left, you were laying on the couch under some sleeping bag thing. I had to find you to give you a kiss goodbye. And oh. Just had under, under under these covers and you're just, uh, I think I threw up three or four times here. You threw up four times here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, JP has them all on video. <laughs> yeah, I do. And it's the spin. one time that it, you only want to kiss Bevo's hand goodbye. Yeah, you yeah, don't want to give exactly. her a big French kiss goodbye oh, yeah. on her puke night. I have Not a good time. I have them all in the spank bank. And yeah. then I went home yeah. and I fell asleep or passed out and then I woke up the next morning and like drank some water. Yeah. And there was nothing left in my stomach and then uh. like my hands were shaking because I was so dehydrated and sure. like, still spinning. Then I threw up all the water, oh, and boy. then no, you're cleansed. Just started throwing up absolutely nothing. Like it was just oh. dry heaving. It was horrible. You are cleansed, though. You want to go on the on the official cleanse now? I mean, you're not drinking anyway, so no, I don't. All right, just check. But I want to challenge you on your cleanse. Thinking that I won't do it? No, I think you'll do it. But I want to try something else while you do your cleanse, and let's see who loses the most weight. What's what are you? Oh, you're gonna do the? I'll low... do the South Beach diet. Uh huh. And you do your ass fire cleanse thing. <laughs> What's this supposed to be starting? We've uh, well, been talking about it for a long time. Yeah, I, well, and I still was researching it when I first mentioned it, uh, and then now my schedule got offset. I got a friend coming into town, Yan. Um, he's been on the program before. He's done some video for us. He's coming to town on Saturday. He's going to be here for two weeks. Uh, I'm not going on the cleanse while my, my friend's here. We're going to go around to breweries and, and do some brewing and drinking and having a good time. I'm not even going to go to work uh, while he's here, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking beginning of March. And uh, the, the interesting thing is, too, is not only have some listeners, has been rallying around it, but uh, at the at the bistro event yesterday, I met some brewers who are interested in in doing the cleanse with me. Uh, Melissa, uh, former really? uh, former uh, Drake's brewer, yeah, and now she kind of guest brews at various places around the bay. Um, her and her wife are both talking about doing the cleanse, and they're, they're thinking they might do it along with us. We nice. might have a nationwide cleanse going. Yeah, all 12 of you. <laughs> yeah. As long as we're spread out and yeah. it's nationwide. What, what, what are, when are you and your husband going to start? Uh, whenever I meet him. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think beginning of March. Uh, uh, so we'll see. Uh, still still investigating. But I think I need it. 192 pounds, Doc. You weren't here last you're almost week two to bills? that. Uh, Man. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing But you're pounds. still on that. You're still acceptable weight. You're still normal. You're not overweight. I don't, but when I look at myself naked, that's not how I can, feel. Can somebody look up what his uh, <laughs> I already did. should be? It's, it, he it, did. It's, it's, it's 195 is the max, right? He's on the cusp, like his body mass. In, I'm at the God, higher end. I feel like fucking Oprah right now. Thank you. You know, uh, But his, his BMI is fine. He's fine. He's just a, being a freaking girl about it. You know who He's wants being to? A girl about it. Who wants to? You know, I'm uh, be pushing the limit on your BMI. Yeah, no, you want the lower. Look at see like Doc. You know, Doc's he's fit. He's got a six I, pack. I don't uh, know. I can't see his belt buckle. Okay, that's all I'm just gonna say. Check, show him, show him your belly, Doc. Come on, don't be ashamed. Uh, show him that thing, and he's you're gonna he's gonna sh- look at that, JP. Doesn't that shame you? <laughs> that's the guy, a the guy's, no, he's here. been around uh, a lot longer than you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, then, and then there's and then JP oh, and I, so and I have the same thing. I. 
got that ridiculous piece of flesh hanging over my belt. It's nice and smooth. It's not bad. You know, see your pubes, JP. Doc's got got two kids. He's been married for I don't know how long. He's got no reason to to look like that, but he does. You know. He's got no reason to look. He doesn't need to look like that, but he does, you know. Uh, and it pisses me off is what it is. Well, you shouldn't be looking at him so much. <laughs> or yourself naked in the mirror. Well, Doc do, Doc and I do a lot of construction together. You know, shirts come off when that yeah. happens. It's oh. not my fault. It's just tool yeah. belts and skin, baby. <laughs> it's not my fault. Whenever I'm doing construction, uh, we have a cop come over and an Indian come over. and uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it. You know, I, I mean... <laughs> Young man takes the village. <laughs> That's right. There's no need to feel down. All right, let me do some quick announcements. We got to get moving. Why? Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Our more beer donation raffle. Yes, uh, sir. Ended uh, last month, but it will begin again uh, next week. A new beginning. Up. I don't know what we're going to do yet. I'm thinking we're going to either do a, a nice kettle with a spigot mm-hmm. uh, so that someone could do a full 10-gallon uh, batch. Yeah. I'm going to go check out. i got to go raid more beer and see what I can find. I'm either going to do a kettle or I'm going to do a Jamil-style immersion chiller with the whole Whirlpool oh, yeah. setup. The double, double double. With a pump? Uh, I don't know. It depends. No, I don't think I could. We mm. could. Uh, we have a limit, you know, but more it's beer. Be a pump. It's very generous with their donations. I'll see what I can do. Uh, but, uh, you know, two of the most requested things that we found are uh, kettles. People are people like the kettles. And uh, chillers. Uh, surpri- I, I was surprised by that. But a lot of people do need a chiller. And I thought if we're going to do it, we might as well make it a real nice one and do the Jamil-style Whirlpool immersion chiller. Great. Yeah. Uh, very popular. A lot of us use it around here. So um, uh, we're going to try that. Shad, are you still using the same thing, the Jamil-style immersion Whirlpool chiller? Absolutely. You do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks uh, great. So I'm kind of leaning towards that. I think that might be our uh, raffle, our donation raffle this month. So stay tuned next week. You're going to want to get in on that. Uh, it's probably going to be another $5 raffle ticket, a chance to win a uh, that piece of equipment once it's welded and uh, done the right way. It's over 100 bucks, So it's really a good value. It helps us. And that's all courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer. So stay tuned for next week. Uh, you can subscribe and join the BN Army. If you sign up even for as little as $2 a month, if it's a recurring payment, you're automatically entered into every raffle that we do. So uh, I think it's important to do because you get to support the shows. You get to help us out. Uh, JP is becoming increasingly poor over the as the weeks go on. I have, and, man. Uh, um, both my I have I my roommate moved out. Yeah. Whoa. Wow, I'm stronger than I thought. Your, your I microphone broke the is microphone. saggy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, lip. So I need two roommates. I might have one, uh, but I need another one. And um, yeah, t- times are rough, man. Yeah. Support as me. As long as, as, long as they like cats. <laughs> as long as they must love cats. Must love 18 cats sleeping yeah. on your face. And 18-year-olds. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you face. sign up to become a recurring member, the raffle is even cheaper for you to do, but it really helps us out because uh, you know that we know you're there every month. So do that. Uh, you know, Or just donate one time, and that helps, too. You can buy merchandise, all that kind of stuff, uh, AHA memberships, books, hoodies, uh, et cetera, et cetera. New Jamil show coming out. Yeah. Can You yeah. Brew It, it's called. It's a clone beer show, and it's uh, Jamil Zanishev and our very own Tasty McDonald. Juicy oh, yeah, McTastiness. Uh, yeah, Juicy McTastiness. Uh, you're going to have your own show uh, with Jamil. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm hearing yeah. it. I like it. You believe that? Yeah. Your own show, your own song. Could I get in my own theme song? Could you warn me again before you play that song? <laughs> that just scared the crap out of me. I started choking on my spit. 
Fergie wrote a, wrote, wrote a song about Tasty. See, this is what your donations do, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it allows us to get really big stars with big butts to sing about Juicy. There you go. You know, the probably thing that bothers me about Fergie, she's so friggin' hot and then puts out the worst... Awful music. Besides this one. Doesn't put out, but puts out the uh, worst music. Uh, yeah, I mean, aside from the one she wrote for Tasty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Tasty? <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, you got your own show coming right. out. I'm not going to lie. Be- I like that song. <laughs> of course you do, Bebo. Uh, can You Brew It? That's coming out. You guys are going to debut your first episodes on February 16th. That is correct. And uh, it does look like you're going to be talking to uh, Big Sky Brewery about uh, Moose Drool. That's correct. Uh, that's your first clone brew. And then also, uh, a big, you know, I'm a big fan of Firestone Walker. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's it, what are you going to do, double barrel? I think they're double barrel ale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really popular here. Two great episodes going to teach you how to clone those beers. And, and really, that's a great kickoff. If you can make those beers yourself at home, yeah. uh, you can invite the neighbors over that don't even drink craft beer, and they're going to enjoy that Yeah, stuff. these are both really, yeah. drink, really drinkable beers. I got so. big Tim uh, uh, drinking... Moose drool. Oh yeah, Loves it. oh yeah. That one's a real. Uh, that's a good gateway drug. The moose drool. It's, uh, uh, you know, for him, everything's a gateway for him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a Lothamer, of course. <laughs> a little, little step here, little step there. I will take all of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can sign up for updates from the Brewing Network on our Twitter account. You can go to twitter.com slash brewing network. I'm doing a lot of that uh, Twittering um, this week for SF Beer Week because that's... Uh, tweets. Yeah, I send out a lot of those tweets uh, just about where we're going and what we're doing to let you know as much as I can. So sign up, uh, twitter.com slash brewing network. You can get those messages straight to your mobile phone. And then, of course, you can get other updates. Chat likes to put pictures and different things happening over on our <laughs> Facebook. 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 Just uh, search for Brewing Network over on Facebook. 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 And when you do, you can join the ranks <laughs> of uh, several thousand you know, BN Army members from uh, across the globe signing up over there. Facebook. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, just a little bit of feedback, and then we're going to take a quick break. Come back, cover Shat's updates, a little bit of SF Beer Week, and then we're going to be talking to uh, John Haggerty from New Holland Brewing Company today. Not Sean Haggerty. No, different. Uh, not not Goat Boy Sean Haggerty. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, John Haggerty from New Holland Brew. We're going to be talking about recipe formulation, and in particular, a couple of really good beers like Dragon's Milk, which uh, people rave about, including me. Loved it at the OBF this year. All right, so a couple of things from the feedback bin this week. Hey, I'm an avid listener since I discovered the show a few weeks ago. Downloaded all of the sessions and have been listening to them constantly from the beginning. Also put it on the stereo while I'm working at the beer shop in Yakima. I'm probably uh, getting in one and a half shows a day. Just completed conditioning my first successful batch. First one didn't ferment since I used 12-year-old malt. Does that make a difference? Does it become unfermentable? It does? I thought it would just become... Poor, poorly tasting. I would imagine some of the starches compromised. Yeah, the starches right? were not soluble. Why would you use twelve-year-old malt? He works at a brew, a brew shop. He said, or "Yeah, that's free. You got to use yeah, it. It's <laughs> gonna throw it away." I'm nobody wants it. that. Maybe the owner's real cheap, and he's like, yeah. "Hey, I want to brew my first badge." And he's like, "All right, take that shit over there. It's aged." Yeah. 
Uh, so that did. Let's see. Uh, first one didn't ferment. Uh, second one though uh, turned out surprisingly good. I'd like to send it in to get your opinions. Uh, I shamefully <laughs> bottled half of it in plastic Mister beer bottles, but I think it'll do better shipping anyway. Actually, we don't mind getting beer sent to us in the in the plastic uh, no. if they're PET bottles. No. Uh, it's a good way to hold carbonation in those beers, and if you're going to be shipping it anyway, and because um, now that Shat is in charge of the listener beer, we get to it fairly quickly, so uh, there's nothing wrong with sending it to us in plastic bottles, right? We don't no. mind. It doesn't have to be in glass. No. It'll be fine. I approve. It's probably a little bit safer, too. Yeah, exactly. So don't worry about that. Um, Sid's so going to send along the recipe, but he'd like us to guess at its origins. So do we I, have, I don't know if that's going to happen. If we clone it, do we have to age the malt for 12 years? Or? I think so. It's hard, it's hard to duplicate that. Yeah. So he's requesting the address. And this is why I'm reading this email. Uh, first of all, thank you for uh, wanting to send us beer, and please do so. I did email you our address so you can do that. And that's the way to get the address to send beer. I don't like posting it on the Let's web. Let's just say it right over the air. Well, because, you know... Uh, hey. 563 2nd Street. It's yeah. two blocks from AT&T Park. I mean, I guess it doesn't make a difference. If somebody really wanted to stalk JP, they could find the address. They could just write to us. They and could say, become his roommate. Nine nine five. Answer the Craigslist. Yeah, look yeah. up his <laughs> Yeah, I got I got two rooms. You stalk yeah. me. Let's go. It's a better right. way to do it. Single white. You male. pay for it and stalking. Oh yeah. Is it called stalking when you actually pay for it? <laughs> it's just we have enough crazy bitches crawling through windows here as it is. I like to just uh, you know if that's you write sure. us individually either to chat at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's where I prefer you to go, or Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll give you the address if you want to send your beer in. Chad takes care of all of that. Of course, uh, he takes care of all the show booking now, too. So don't bother sending me show ideas. I don't even read them anymore. you got to go to Chad too busy. at thebrewingnetwork.com. I'm too busy not working is yeah. I'm too busy. I like, I like delegating. I've gotten really good at delegating over the last couple months. That's the good. That's a, a sign of a good CEO, my friend. It is, right? Delegation. Let me tell you what happened. There's nothing more liberating uh, than your dad dying. You, you can just go. It's, it's an excuse for everything. Like every time Chad yeah. starts to look like he's overworked, I just go, dude. My dad died. At what least the you fuck? can call your dad. Yeah, you he, have a dad. He starts. To yeah. get, he starts to complain about I'm, I'm overworked, and I go, dude. My dad died. Dude, I just I, you know I I came home. I was working all day, and you want me to call Bruce? Dude, Chad. My dad died. I woke up at noon to hear you bitch about how tired. You- my dad is dead. Yeah, I woke up at noon, and you know what I couldn't do? I couldn't call my dad. <laughs> <laughs> So now yeah. Chad does all the booking and all the shows. I don't even read my emails. Send them to Chad at the Brewing Network. I like to delegate being nude to Bevo. We can do that. <laughs> Chad, my, uh, Bevo, my dad died. His dad died. Let me see those. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see the things. <laughs> you know, I was actually close with Schumann's dad, and I still haven't shown him mine. No. So no. chances are you're not going to see It's not going to happen, huh? My mom was very nice. I'm sure she was. Yeah. She raised you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What a bitch. Not too soon. Not too soon at all. Just all right, in time. Last piece, of, last piece of feedback. I think I screwed up and put the wrong email address in when I signed up for my recurring donation. Oh, stupid. I'm an idiot, obviously, and I don't really care if it shows up on the forum. I just want you and the guys to know I really appreciate all your work. I know you've heard this a million times, but I've learned so much with this format that I would never have gotten um, gotten this far otherwise. Uh, 60 bucks covers a tiny fraction. Uh, what you do is give me so many... I'm interpreting. Boners. I'm interpreting this guy's uh, drunken English again. Uh, the uh, brewing in this country and abroad has been changed forever by your work. Um, he says even here in Louisiana, we're getting brewing a community 
and we all met on the Brewing Network forum. So that's pretty cool. cool. Uh, just I wanted to read that one because I <laughs> thanks for sending nice things to us. And uh, I don't know if we're changing the beer world necessarily, but uh, at least you know we're talking yeah. a lot. So one beer at a time. We yeah, all met in says. prison rehab and then found your show. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he says, "Hey, I'm sorry it took me a year to contribute." And hey, don't worry about that. We've always said, you know, if you can do it and you got the cash, and especially nowadays, then we really appreciate it. it helps us out a ton. If you can't, that's why the shows are free. So don't worry about it. But just you know, do what you can, and we'll do what we can, and and then. Uh, you know, Bevo will show us her cans. No. <clears throat> That's right, cans. Dude, my <laughs> dad died. Yeah. What the... F- and Sam's not here. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, now's not the time to ask her. He'll never know. It's not. Where it's after we get her drinking it. When I'm on the wagon... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad time. She's feeling bad about being What about when hammer? you're on the cleanse? You feel bad about anything else. Never going on your cleanse. I don't like when my butt's angry. <laughs> I do. Nobody else does except for JP. <laughs> yeah. I like when your butt's angry, Bevo. Yeah. It snarls at me. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> you and Mufasa, I think. <laughs> I tell you, if I was black, man, I'd get so many girls. I bet you would. Uh, if only. If only. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that because your penis would be bigger? <laughs> oh, that was a burn. <laughs> All right. Bevo's deep. dead to me right now. Chad, I think that was a deep check. Oh, deep check. <laughs> All right. Devious check. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a little update on SF Beer Week, plus Chat's announcements, and then John Haggerty from New Holland Brewing Company. Stick with us. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kennels, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then, until the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. 
is like beer? Radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the session. All right, chat, we got to get moving. So uh, what's in the announcements for today? All right, well, actually, coming up this week on Thursday the 12th at the uh, Village Poorhouse, the Upper West Side of uh, New York City, they're having a homebrew contest in Homebrewing 101. Uh, go to poorhousenyc.com. You can find all the info there. That's on this Thursday. Uh, coming up on the 21st, they're having the uh, Great Arizona Homebrew Comp. Uh, go to brewarizona.org. Uh also coming up, uh, the deadline is the 21st of this month for the AWOG, which is the Amber Waves of Green. Go to niagarabrewers.org. Check that out. That's coming up on uh, March 6th and 7th, but the deadline's the 21st. <laughs> then we have the uh, the homebrew at the WEB coming up uh, in May. Go to hbd.org, putting on by the uh, Cass River Homebrewers. Then we have the uh, World Cup of Beer coming up. Uh, the entry deadline for that one is uh, March 14th. Go to worldcupofbeer.com. Actually won a first place. Uh, what was that? A couple years ago, I think. Anyway, You're already that old? Brown, so. You're already that old? Uh, yeah, it was a good time. So anyway, uh, check that out at uh, worldcupofbeer.com. And uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you, Chef. Yeah, that was quick. It's pretty good, huh? Man. I feel like crazy bitch. I get the guest in line. The pain is over real fast. You only had one joint. Yeah. Smoked one half a joint. You can't smoke two joints and get through that quick. (laughs) Don't sell shit. Hot boxing. Don't sell them out. You can do whatever you want. Maybe you only had cookies today. Tasty. Ate two cookies in the morning. And ate two cookies at night. My kid was asking why uh, Phelps was in trouble. Oh, yeah? What'd you say? I didn't. I just changed the subject. <laughs> Your kids aren't really good with that, though. They're too they're too bright for that. They are probably already knew. So uh, they, they, right. they, they kept pushing and pushing. Yeah. You didn't tell them because professional swimming's for queers? <laughs> didn't say That's that? why he's in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... Why him in trouble, Daddy? Why is he in trouble? That is a tough question, isn't it? Are you kids speaking in broken English? Yeah, they Why do. him in trouble, pissy. Daddy? Why, why, him in why trouble? trouble? Why I love you, long time, Daddy? Long time, Daddy. Why him in trouble? <laughs> Five dollar, Daddy. Five dollar. Why is he in trouble? Yeah. Why? Why? Well, I, I, why him in trouble? I, what did, what when did I, you answer? Really? I, well, when I explained to him uh, why Jimi Hendrix died. Yeah. What did you say to that? He took too much medicine. Because <laughs> no, he couldn't turn over on his side. That's what yeah. he died. <laughs> well, yeah, he took too much medicine. Yeah. So I, I just kind of changed this. It'll come up again. Yeah. And what do you what do you think? What are you going to have to end up saying? Well, I could tell him the truth, and then I have to explain the truth, and then explain it more and more. And because I know your kids, if you do say the truth, which I you know I think that's a good policy. The next question is, well, but Daddy, did you ever do that? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and then is that bad? Is that illegal? Then, yeah. Well, sorta, but not sorta. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you shouldn't sell it unless, yeah. of course, it gets you through well, college. Well, bad and illegal is a blurry I, I, line. I so. think I kind of told him because some douchebag took a picture of him and put it on the internet of him like taking bong totes. <laughs> you didn't say bong tokes, did yeah, you? I did. Because then they're like, what's that? Bong tokes? Well, they don't ask, then you're in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Does, does mommy take bong tokes? Yeah. Not anymore. Is, is, that, is that bad? Is that illegal? No. <laughs> it shouldn't be. But. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not criminal anymore. 
What are you going to tell your kids, Chat, when they start asking about bong tubs? Whatever they want to know. <laughs> Give st- it to them all. I'm going stick to stick them back in the oven for another hour. He's going to say, listen, son. Kids, are you kidding? Do your I homework smoke first. two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints <laughs> Say, do your homework Listen first, to the song, and then damn you it. can have a couple bong tokes. <laughs> <Just laughs> Here's an album. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Without bong tokes, you wouldn't be here, t- child. So. Yes. <laughs> Daddy Shaddy, uh, what are bong tokes? <laughs> Hell no! Daddy, she once told me, son, you be hard-working man. That's what he tells his kids. Mama, <laughs> she once told me, son, you do the best you can. But then one day, I met a man. That is your yeah, philosophy, okay. isn't yeah. it, Tasty? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> you got to take care of your head before you can get straight. Yeah. Which is ironic that he died from heroin, you know? Yeah. He didn't sing songs about heroin. I tapped two veins in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Had he stuck with a cousin, he might still be, be around. Right. Man, you know? Hey, it's a gateway drug. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Rock right. and roll. So I was thinking we uh, we'll probably got to cover our SF Beer Week at the end of uh, the program. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do that. Yeah. Mostly because the the main event we want to talk uh, about is the the Sour Beer Fest today. By the way, uh, we've got a special guest in the studio with us, Phil uh, from the UK, one of our UK listeners, and uh, we don't really know what he does. He's a little mysterious about he his industry us. connections. Right. He told Tasty that he could tell him, but he'd have to. Yeah kill him or at least uh you know Name him. he would at least require shipments of cookies every month if uh <laughs> if he found out the real deal but uh phil's been around at these events with us and uh hanging out with us today uh just for for bevo's sake phil go ahead and uh, say <laughs> say hello hello bevo hello <laughs> love accents <laughs> bevo's slipping out of that chair over there now. <laughs> that's just gross oh, i uh we're gonna need to put some sandpaper down on the uh <laughs> Grip to, we need to put some grip tape grip on, tape. on tape. Bevo's chair. <laughs> Only when Phil. I feel uh, dirty. Yeah, not when any of you assholes talk. No, we're all. <laughs> no, we can see there's no effect there. Yeah. Definitely not. What about uh, OJ's accent? That's an accent. Uh, OJ Simpson? Yeah. It's not an accent. Are you sure? Let's listen. Oh, I think it's more of an accent than you like. That doesn't do anything for you? No, nothing. Mm. Makes me want to put on a bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> but a bulletproof vest won't protect the neck. Oh, oh, too soon. I didn't do it. So Phil's hanging out. He was at the Sour Beer Fest with us today. Yeah. And we want to make sure we talk about that. So we'll do that, uh, you know, I think just a little bit later in the program because there's just a lot to do. Uh, what I do want to say, though, is uh, we got to go to uh, Tasty and Chad and uh, Phil also. We were all lucky enough to go to the um, San Francisco Beer Week uh, media event kickoff at the Anchor Brewing Company. And um, we got to hear Fritz Maytag talk about their new beer, uh, which it's really interesting. It's a beer that he never thought his company would make. It's a barrel-aged blend of Anchor beers. And uh, I've got audio of him talking about it. So I'll be putting up a brand new Brewing Network podcast about that. Uh, we're going to start launching some Brewing Network news. And uh, I'm, all this week, I'm going to cover SF Beer Week as much as I can. And I've already gotten a couple of cool interviews, one of them being Fritz Maytag talking about this new beer at the kickoff to SF Beer Week. So uh, I did put up a blog already about that. You go to the BN Army blog right there on the homepage. Check it out. And I talk about that first night. There's a few pictures up there, courtesy of Sean Paxton, who takes some great 
pictures. The guy not only can cook and brew, but a great. He's got the altitude. Yeah, he's he's up there, and actually you can see it from the angle of his pictures too. He's uh, <laughs> kind of staring down at everybody. Well, he's standing on a ladder. Yeah, so we got that going for us. Uh, check out the BN Army blog, and um, you can uh, find out a little bit more about SF Beer Week and at least its kickoff party. But uh, more importantly, stay tuned to that and to the Brewing Network because I will be putting out a podcast with that uh, interview with Fritz where he's talking about it. It was the official kickoff toast done by Jay Brooks of the Brookston Beer Bulletin. Uh, he gave the, the first official toast of the inaugural SF Beer Week, and it was pretty good, actually. Is that why Chad got to go? Because it was called a toast? I think so. Okay. Because everyone was getting toasty. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Chad! <laughs> um, but it really was a lot of fun, and I'll, I'll put up all that audio. I think tomorrow um, I'm going to be able to have it done for you. Uh, so look for that. And kind of give you an inside look. Then we went to the uh, Bistro IPA Festival. Double IPA. Double. Uh, double IPA, yeah, that's right. Don't sell it short, man. Which, you know, i got to admit, uh, I've, I've, I've sort of alluded to this before. I'm really over those big hoppy beers. <laughs> See, man. you and me, man. Um, the beer? I did oh, yeah. have, <laughs> Phil, did you go to the uh, I, double IPA Festival yesterday? Yeah, I went um, hung out with some uh, family and... So okay. you guys are. So. I don't want to say that there weren't good beers there because there were uh, a couple notables. Just to me- Ballast Point Dorado, uh, amazing excellent. citrusy hoppy beer it was really. I've never tasted that much citrus in a, in a beer before. It was really unbelievable. Dorado Ballast, was good. Ballast Point does some really good beers. Ballast Point's great, and oh. we booked them. Uh, Shat uh, oh, really? got them booked for uh, the first Sunday in April. I think uh, we're going to have Yusef in here. They make great beers. Plus, they distill. Um, another one was Auburn. Brewing company, a new brewing company up in Auburn. Open Auburn, right? Great IPA, <laughs> but overall, man, I'm you know I just I enjoyed it, but I'm I'm over the the double IPAs. Well, I think I think if you if you have a really good IPA, I mean you know that's fine, but to have a double IPA, it's kind of even, you know I mean like like the parameters for a, a tasty IPA are kind of broad, but not really. They're they're pretty narrow. But to have a really good double IPA, I think they're even more narrow. And it's, it's after, tough to do. After a while, yeah, it's tough to do. And after a while, they all kind of start tasting the same, which is why um, I didn't go. Yeah. yeah was, it was fun. Great time. Good to yeah. meet some people there. Talked to another brewer who we know and we've had on the show before. I'm not going to name him. A little bit of inside info he gave me. I asked if he had a beer uh, there at the competition. He was a judge. And he said, well... I tried to have a beer here, but we have a new owner at my brewery, and I designed a recipe. And this brewery, by the way, does very well at competitions. Um, He said, I designed a recipe, and I I gave it to our new owner, who looked at the cost of the double IPA, and said, $1,200 for hops? No, you're not brewing it. You can't brew it. (laughs) His owner actually would not let him brew the beer. Sign of the times, man. You'd think after after the sale... You know, after after he sold his brew, you think Augie Bush can do what he wants? Yeah, but apparently not. But yeah, those in no. jerks. No, twelve hundred dollars. That's no. that's no drop in the bucket anymore. <laughs> no, not for Augie even. So some interesting things there. Uh, it was a lot of fun to go. I couldn't have been more thankful for the sour beer festival oh, today God. after the double IPA. So we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. All right. I believe I have John Haggerty on the line with us from New Holland Brewing Company. Big fan of their beer, and a lot of our listeners are, too, according to our forum. A lot of people posted about the the good beers that they make. So uh, let's welcome John to the show. John, are you with us? I am. All right. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the program. Really happy to have you on here. 
Um, I know that Chad got you booked on here, but I've known about you for a little while. So have our listeners, of course. Uh, you're out of Michigan, right? Make sure I have this right. That's correct. At Holland, Michigan, Southwest Michigan. There we go. Yeah. First time I had yeah. your beer was at the Oregon Brewers Festival uh, last year. And mm-hmm. uh, have you ever, uh, of course, your beer was there. Have you been to the OBF yourself? Uh, I have. It's been years. Um, I haven't been there recently. I, I, my brewing career actually started in Seattle. Okay. And while out there, I used to go to the OBF every every year. And this was back in the mid-90s. So I, I assume it's probably bigger and better than ever, you know, now, 10 years on or so, 15 years on. So It is. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's bigger every year. There's a ton of breweries there. Uh, the reason I ask if you had ever shown up is because... Kind of, I've been going for, I've been three or four times, and every time there's a one or two beers that have a lot of buzz at the OBF. And maybe a lot of festivals are like this. You know how it goes. There's just a couple beers that everyone whispers in everybody else's ear about, and uh, before you know it, everybody's talking about it. And your Dragon's Milk was last year's uh, buzz beer. That, and there was one other beer, I think it was the Calypso. Oh yeah, the, the calypso. Right with the what did that have in it? It had some weird like, spice in it. Yeah, uh, shit. Calypso spice. But uh, and mango. Yeah, it was like <laughs> a hot pepper and mango or something. Hot pepper. But dragon's milk was the buzz beer, and it was certainly I was spreading the word. I had tried it, and people said, "Hey, what should I go try?" And it was your beer, John, that that we were really recommending to go to, and that's how I really got to know your stuff. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, whenever you get that kind of feedback, you got to feel good about it. So. Uh... You know, there's there's a ton of good beers at every beer festival, so to to be singled out like that is uh, is awesome. It's a huge compliment. Yeah, and I don't know how many. I know that they do limit the amount of beers that go into the OBF. They only have so many tap handles. So uh, mm-hmm. in, in some ways, it, it's it's a, a kind of a privilege now to be there. But there's still there's still a lot of beer there. I mean, they're still pouring uh, over a hundred different beers. So you're right to be kind of singled out and and that beer it just uh, really was amazing so uh just warning you uh, that that's how i found out about you and and that's what we're I, i'm gonna want to talk to you about tonight is that dragon's milk people are really uh, pumped about that beer um even our listeners uh, wrote about it um but yeah we've got we get a lot of feedback on that beer uh, that's that's you know one of our for a beer that we do in limited release uh it's amazing uh how many people want to talk about it and you know, reach out to me about it and our company about it, and uh, it's it's developing its following. You know. Now that's what I was going to ask you. So that's not a regular production beer for you. That's one of your special editions. Well, it is a special edition. It's kind of uh, it's kind of in between. Uh, we have our our regular and our seasonal beers, which come out in a twelve ounce bottle, and we have our high gravity beers that we put out in a twenty two ounce bottle. And the Dragon's Milk is in that format and has been in that format um but the difference between it and and the other beers in that format is that we make it you know more or less every quarter and release it uh in parallel in conjunction with these other high gravity releases because the demand for that beer has been so great that you know we've gone to making it you know more often and now this year 2009 um we've actually decided that you know we're going to start to put it out in a 12 ounce bottle as well and the plan is, um, you know, that, you know, we'll still do the 22-ounce bottles more or less quarterly in conjunction with these other high-gravity beers, but then in the off months, we'll do a 12-ounce um, offering as well. And so that means that we're we're putting more and more wood into the cellar and, and uh, 
we're trying to figure out how this whole juggling act is going to work. It's it's there's a lot of labeling that has to go on to keep all the wood straight, so you're not <laughs> racking the wrong wood at the wrong time and uh, so forth. So. JP is always <laughs> racking the wrong wood at the wrong time. He yeah. can't ever figure yeah, I it bet out. He is. I bet he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like pulling my wood out of my out of the cellar. Prematurely, though. <laughs> get the wood straight. Yeah, yeah. No, no premature pulling of wood. <laughs> please, please. Let can me I, introduce you to the crew yeah. so we can, can talk say, about your place. I like John already. John's all right yeah. already. Uh, we've got uh, Bevo. She's working the chat room for us and taking callers and questions. Yeah, Hi. she is. Uh, we, hey, we've got JP, who uh, we're not really sure what his role is here yet, but he's here every week. I try not to look creepy in front of people who are here. Is really my role. Good thing you're on the net. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good thing you're a call-in guest. <laughs> We've got Mike uh, Tasty McDowell, who has his own song. <laughs> yes, yeah, a few minutes ago. Hey, Mike. Hi there, John. <laughs> Phil's hanging out I'm with good. us today. He's not a regular or anything, but what the hell? We'll give him a microphone. He's got an accent. Phil? Hello, yeah. I've actually been to your brewery. <laughs> He's oh, got an yeah. accent. Yeah, uh, yeah okay, an Englishman all the way in California. I've actually been to your brewery. So Phil's from the UK and has actually been to New Holland. That's nice. Did you get a tour of the place? Or? No, no. I was just completely just pop in, have a few jars. and Drink I was a on a bit of a... Yeah, I drove from Detroit through to New Glarus over in Wisconsin. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good beer tour. Yeah. It was uh, good. Some good breweries over there. I liked his um, the Magic Hatter. Or Ma- Mad Hatter. Oh, the Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter, yeah. Very, yeah, 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 very, very good, that one. I, right. I, brought si- I brought a six-pack. Excuse me. I brought a six-pack back to uh, Belgium. And it went down a storm over there, so... Okay. Yeah, so... I think that means it was good, guys. Translation. You <laughs> 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 that or a uh, lightning struck and he ran and they all broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a 66. Uh, and then Doc is here with us. He's our resident expert. And, How you doing? Uh, occasionally he brings meds. I'm good, Doc. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, and then you know Chad, our producer, who booked uh, the program, so... Um, that's Don't expect you to remember all that. Just want you to know all the voices, because everyone's got questions for you and your beer. Um, well, I'll do my best. If I if I screw up a name, please forgive me. So No problem. Uh, we'll think about it. <laughs> For the listeners out there, uh, of course, you know it's 888-401-BEER if you want to ask questions yourself or just join Bevo in the chat room. A couple of things we're going to talk about today with John are a recipe formulation, uh, according to my notes, that uh, really wants to talk to us about how to form some of these really good beers. Uh, some of my understanding of your beers is that you like to brew beer styles, not just kind of being crazy and, and, and reckless, but uh, uh, some of the traditional styles you like to stick to so we can talk about all that and then of course we're going to talk about new holland in general which is where i'd like to start uh, tell us a little bit about the brewery uh, how long has it been around and how long have you been there well the brewery itself was founded in 97 uh, by a couple of guys that uh, kind of grew up here in michigan went to school in holland and they ran it for a handful of years on their own and, and got it up and going and off the ground and then uh you know in 2000 they decided they were going to separate the uh, the pub, the retail aspect of the business, and the production aspects, put them into two different locations, and then, you know, try uh, to, to push each business uh, individually. It was just hard to kind of focus on both things in the same building. Um, it was dividing people's time up and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, what they decided to do was, you know, they were really going to focus on this retail end, and they needed someone that could come in and manage uh, the production end. That wasn't really um, where their experience was at, and so they had hired me in 2002 to come in, and, and um, subsequent to that, we've hired a sales director as well, uh, Fred Biltman. He came on a couple years after 
And, uh, you know, we've been working as a team since then. And, you know, we've been seeing pretty pretty nice growth. We've been growing about 25% annually uh, since then. So uh, we're at about 10,000 barrels now and mostly distributed here in the Great Lakes region. So uh, it's been it's been good. It's been a good uh, six or seven year run for me. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next six or seven years. So. That's really a lot of growth, uh, 25% a year. JP doesn't even see 25% growth when Bevo comes in the room. Well, I'm on Insight now, so good for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I'll tell you, it's been uh, it's been a challenge. You know, when we were in our original building, uh, which we refer to as, as Fairbanks because that was the street it was on, the Fairbanks building. Um, you know, it was it was a real test of you know of patience and stick to itiveness because you know our tanks. We had a bunch of used tanks. It didn't really like to cool all that well. They had wonky spray ball patterns in them. They made stuff really difficult mm. uh, to manage to get the beer out the way you wanted it to make sure the tanks were sanitized properly, you know. And then the building itself was was falling apart. And subsequent to us moving out, the thing was just been leveled entirely. I mean, the the roof leak in the spring and whenever it rained, there was like you know there was a there was a storm going on in the building and just coming down on on your head wow that's you know so it was nice to get out of there it was it was a real test of patience uh of course everyone that that went through working there with me uh you know a lot of my guys on my staff came over from there and and uh, they all really appreciate the new place a lot as do i uh working there is is a heck of a lot better uh than what we had in the past so Okay. Uh, it's just one of those things, you know, when you're shoestringing a new business along, that's how it goes. You yeah. know. You gotta do what you can. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh just, still to this day, I mean we still buy a lot of used equipment. I mean, you come through our brewery, I think of of all the equipment that we have in our brewery, I think we have two fermenters that we've purchased as new tanks, uh, you know, designed specifically for ourselves. Otherwise everything we've purchased, whether it be brew house or filling line or keg line or any of that sort of stuff, we've we've had to find in the used market, and that's just that's just life. I like that though. Yeah. That's very homebrew and yeah. environmentally friendly. I must say, <laughs> JP. I hope you don't mind. Well, actually, if you think about it, it's not because you don't know how many times it's been transported well, across still. the country, and that's diesel, man. It ain't clean. <laughs> so um, at least it's not being no, it's remanufactured. Right, no, you got to do what you got to do. You yeah. know, I mean, you, you can get tanks for you know. 50 cents on a dollar or 25 cents on a dollar. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's or sometimes even less. You got you to do it, you know. And, and like our brew house, it not only came across the country, it came across, uh, you know, the Atlantic Ocean. We, we bought oh. it out of an old house brewery in Germany. So there's, uh, it's a piece of work. It's been around. Yeah, I mean, you don't need Just because it's new doesn't mean it's going to work any better or any, you know, it, no. it, or any worse than uh, used equipment. You know, who cares? Yeah. No, I agree. That's true. Uh, yeah. A lot of used equipment is really nice. Uh, a lot of times the issue is, you know, trying to get, you know, a, a square peg to fit in a round hole, though. You know, the equipment was designed to do a certain thing, and now you want it to do something else. Um, you know, you have to work with it a little bit, and a lot of times there's a little bit of uh, beating on it, whether that be, you know, with a hammer or, or a wrench yeah. or whatever you got to do to get it to do I, what you Break, break down its resistance. I think you just yeah. described JP. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit of beating on it to yeah. get him into shape. Yeah. Yeah. Square peg, yeah. round hole. Uh, so now, are you that? Are you then the engineer as well as the brewer, or is there a guy you have to call in every time you got to make that uh, square peg fit in a round hole? 
Well, I'll tell you, when I first started, I was, I was it. Um, you know, we, we would, you know, just try to fix whatever we could ourselves. And obviously we have, uh, we have support people, electricians and mechanics and so forth that we have relationships with that will come in and help us out when we get in over our heads. But mostly I spent a lot of time the first several years, uh, with a wrench in my hand. And, and subsequent to that, you know, as our staff has grown a little bit and we've got, uh, myself included, we've got six full-time people working in the brewery now. Uh, one of those guys, I, I quickly learned, had a, a really intense sense of, you know, mechanical being. And so I've handed a lot of that off to him. And then uh, his name's Ted Cothran. And then uh, we've also got a guy, Chris, who works for uh, a company in the town down the road. They make baby food. And uh, Chris does a lot of mechanical support there at their plant. And, um, you know, when we're having trouble, uh, we can call Chris, and he comes over and usually is able to bail us out. Okay. I've got a couple of really good Chris stories, if you ever want to hear them, regarding <laughs> our, ke- our keg line, which is, you know, because the keg line we bought from Germany as well, and all the documentation came in German. I, I don't speak German. I mean, I can speak restaurant German and so forth, order a couple beers and get That's the all you need. But, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, turn the keg line on and making this thing run with no direction uh, you know, it was a real piece of work, and Chris was able to figure it out. He's your us. MacGyver. Yeah. He is our MacGyver, yeah, he is. He Doc's is our awesome. MacGyver, so everyone's got to have one. Uh, let me go yeah, to the phones real quick. I got someone who wants to talk to you. I got James from Houston. Uh, he's on the line, and I guess he's got a question for you. James, are you with us? Yes, I am. What do you got for our friend John? Hey, John, I uh, just wanted to compliment you on you guys' beers at uh, New Holland there. I, um... Well, I had you. the uh, I had the fortunate opportunity to spend all of 2006 this summer up in uh, uh, Holland, Michigan, and uh, it's a fantastic place. Uh, it, man, I mean, summer's awesome in Holland. I mean, you got Lake Michigan and the beaches, and hopefully, we can absolutely. contribute a little bit there with the beer. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah I brought my bike up from work and riding along the beach and everything. But uh, hey, um, I had a question about your white tulip beer. Um, was, uh, oh yeah, that was a pub beer that we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Um, what would you know? It, if I remember right, it had like a smoky flavor to it or something. And and um, you know, I, I'm a home brewer, and uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I you know, I, I know less than what I know now. But uh, if I had to guess, I'd say that was a, a porter or a stout. Do you, uh, well, you know, well, first of all, um, you know, the pub brews, and, this, you know, this is probably a good good point to mention this. We have a brewer that we maintain at our at our brew pub. Um, okay. And at the time, when you were here, that was Ben Friss, and Ben uh, now runs our distillery, uh, which is, you know, another portion of New Holland that we're welcome to talk about if you want to later. Uh, but Ben runs a distillery, and now we have Jeff Sheehan in at the pub at the point being is those two uh, work somewhat independently. Uh, I try to serve more as a mineral for those two uh, if they have questions or, or things that they, they want to bounce off me. But otherwise, they work very independently. They write their own recipes. And so if they were thinking porter or stout, I, I can't, I couldn't tell you. But I do know they did use a lot of dark malt in that particular recipe. Um, and that's probably where you're getting that from, um, that sense of porter or that dark beer flavor as opposed to uh, a straight-up Belgian beer. And I think the idea behind that was 
you know, our triple is called Black Tulip, and it's a golden color. And so they wanted to make, um, you know, something kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum, so they called it White Tulip, and they made it jet black. Um, so that's probably where that smokiness is coming from. Oh, okay. It's your question at all? I, I don't know. But. Well, kind of. Uh, it was. I just. I just remember it being extremely delicious. <laughs> I couldn't get enough. Well, of it. I, I like bought uh, three growlers in four days. And I remember going home with a fat girl. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> well, I don't remember going home. Well, with I'll tell you what. I mean, in, in you know, in anyone too. Uh, um, you know, I don't have. Well, first of all, we're not going to give out any specific recipes. We just don't do that. I can give people some recipe Boo. formulation <laughs> tips and so forth. All right. Um, and if you want to, if you want to um, pursue some of these recipe formulations a little uh, more in depth, you know, offline, you know, you can go to our website. All our uh, email addresses are listed there. Mine's John at NewHollandBrew dot com. Uh, ben is, you know, Ben, and you know that might be a really great question. Uh, to direct to Ben since it was his his beer. Um, oh, okay. There you go. Thanks, um, James. That, that one, other, one other quick one other quick question: Do you guys uh, use a lot of tulips in uh, all your beer? Uh, some of your other beers, or just uh, one or two here and there? Uh, I, no, I we, don't use, we don't use. We don't use. Yeah, we don't. We don't put tulips in the beers. Um, oh well, I, uh, I, they call it that because it's from Holland. Yeah. Yeah, we do grow a lot of tulips in Holland, and I know for right, a while I, there was something on the packaging that kind of alluded to that. Um, that we liars. put tulips oh, in the okay. beers. I don't really know where the heck that came from. Uh, um, we I, don't I we don't put flowers in, in the beer. That, that uses hibiscus in one of their beers. So I, I was just wondering what you guys did to do that. But if you say you're not using uh, that in one of your specialty beers, then all right. Well, I, I appreciate talking to you guys. Thanks a lot, James. Appreciate Thanks, it, brother. James. Thanks, James. Yep. Cheers. Later. My brother used to eat tulips a lot. Really? He, he ate flowers in general. He just like my uh, yeah. my mom would grow flowers and he would eat them a lot. You know, and I don't a mean, lot. I'm that not, explains a lot. I'm not talking about when he was like seven. I'm talking <laughs> about yesterday, like 16, 15 years old. I don't know what it was. He had this weird thing. You go out and eat a bunch of tulips and flowers and stuff. It was very strange. You know what's weird is my uh, my neighbor, Mr. Chan, used to smoke poppies. Oh, well, that's not weird. That's, that's heroin, kinda, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, Isn't that what heroin's made from? Yeah. Poppies. Yeah. I thought it was the same. I thought no, it was, that's not weird. I thought we were sharing a, a good story. You know what that is? That's good. That's good. They're special poppies from Mr. Chan. <laughs> As John mentioned, you can go to NewHollandBrew.com, NewHollandBrew.com, and you can look up profiles of all the brewers, the staff that uh, John's been talking to us about. You can see a really uh, kind of kooky picture of John himself on his profile there. He's, uh, yeah, you got to talk to Phil, our event manager, about it. He's supposed to change that photo for me on a monthly basis. Oh. <laughs> I don't think recently. So, so that John, was me John, in 1969. John, how many brewers do you have actually brewing? That However are, many in, I want. That actually are in charge of uh, recipes and formulating beers? Well, uh, the way our process works for formulation, and we're able to do this because we do have uh, relatively small staff, um, but Sounds what happens good. is we decide we're going to have uh, a new beer in the market. Um, then what we'll do a lot of times is we'll just we'll get everyone around the table together. We'll discuss what what we want out of this new beer, and then I send everyone home to think about it over the course of the next week. And then we all come back together and discuss you know our ideas. 
And then my job is to try to incorporate those ideas into something coherent then. You know, sometimes <laughs> some ideas get left out and sometimes okay. different ideas get brought to the forefront. Um, you know, and occasionally I'll just say, screw it, I'm writing this one myself uh, as well. And the point being is that, uh, you know, any of the guys really have the opportunity to bring an idea to the table and, and see it executed. Um, for any one person in any given company to think that they have sole proprietorship over good ideas, I think is just ridiculous. Um, you know, we want the guys to, to feel like they're, they're part of that process, but um, that's the long answer to your short question, which is <laughs> essentially six people. Myself, uh, let's see, we have Jacob, uh, Jacob Drillo, John Stewart, uh, Jason Salas, uh, Mike DeHaan, we just hired. Uh, he was a part-time guy, actually, up until just a month or two ago. We brought him up to full-time. Nice. Um, yeah, and then uh, we've got Adam LeClaire. He does our shipping and receiving. Myself. Um, and, and that's it, I believe. Did your uh, part-time brewer uh, kiss your feet while everyone else is getting laid off in the U.S.? He got uh, promoted to full-time. I'd be kissing you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, kissing something. Yeah, I mean, particularly here in Michigan, believe me, we get people walking in the front door almost on a daily basis looking for work. Yeah, uh, it's tough, man. I mean, the auto industry, as you know, is is decimated, and that's not just Detroit. I mean, there's a lot of parts makers and so forth oh, around sure. uh, whole yeah. state. So uh, it, it, you know, people are feeling it here, but I think the brewing industry as a whole, uh, that's not really so much the case. Um, yeah, so we've done all right. We, we may even—I'm uh, probably going to get an onslaught of resumes here, but we may even <laughs> yeah. be hiring a person or two over the course of the year. We'll see. Uh oh, so, <laughs> John, yeah. you just did it right there, dude. Yeah. Half of the Brewing yeah. Network staff is now asking me for your email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you this: I want to know about some beer influences of yours, and I'm looking over your bio a little bit. Among a lot of uh, nice beers I see on there, I also see Colt 45 as one of your. Uh, beer influences. Oh, yeah. I think that's worth noting, but, you know, seriously, and you can mention that one if you want, and why that would be on your list, but uh, talk to us about the beers that inspire you to make the beers you do there. It does the job every time, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works every time. Yeah. Works every uh, well, time. We'll, do, we'll cover the Colt 45 real quick here at the front end. Um, you know, I, when I was living out in Seattle, I moved out there with a couple of friends of mine uh, from college. I went to school in Ohio, and uh, you know, it, after we lived there for a while, we kind of all started going our own ways. And, but we'd always get back together. We'd watch Monday Night Football, kind of a guy thing, whatever. And the game was always to see who could get the crappiest 40-ounce uh, bottle of beer, you know, and bring it to the game and, and, and drink it. And, of course, uh, there was this little corner shop down the road from where we used to meet. And, and uh, I'd go in there and... Asian guy ran it, barely spoke English, and he had a bottle of Cool Colt, Colt 45, the menthol-flavored beer with about oh. an inch of dust sitting on top of it. Oh, now, even better. Be menthol-flavored? Worst beer ever made. I'm buying it, right? And I did. I bought it and took it. And, Twice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was able to drink about half of it. Oh. And I was just like, this beer's foul. I, I can't, can't take it anymore. A year later, but, so that's fishing kind of, uh, That's kind of a whatever, you know, sort yeah. of on the website. But the other beers, like, uh, you know, the the Schlenkerla from Foss and so forth. I mean, you know, I went to school in Germany, and I love smoked beers. I love Bamberg. Uh, I've had an opportunity to go over there several times. 
Did you go to uh, brew school in Germany? Or what do you mean by you went to yeah. school there? I went to brewing school there. I yeah, went to okay. the BLB in Berlin. Got it. Um, so I've got a I've got a real affinity for for German beer and, and Bamberg in particular. Um, which you know anyone that's a beer fan that hasn't had an opportunity to go to Bamberg, you need to go. You need to you know make sure that you hit it. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, the, the Schlenkerle, uh, you know Doppelbach, uh, or the the Urbach is what they call it. Okay. It's just phenomenal. I mean, you can't you can't beat it. Okay. Um, do you do I love a lot that of beer the... culture? What's that? Uh, just wondering if you do a lot of lagers like the, the Germans do. Then also, uh, we don't. We have done some in the past. We do make a smoked beer. We did it as a, just a limited release last year. We smoked our own malt. We went up to a malt or a, uh, we went up to a smokehouse here in Montague, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Doug Bourne. So he makes a lot of his, you know, smokes all of his own meat and so forth. And so he let us take his, his smokehouse over for a day, and and our pub brewer Jeff and myself spent a day up there smoking malt. And then we did uh, seven barrel batch at our pub of smoked beer. And uh, I think this this next year, then we're going to do uh, fifty barrel batch. So we're going to knock it out at the at the production plant, and we're going to package it and so forth. That'll be out in the fall. Beautiful. But that means I got to build a smokehouse. You know, at the brewery, at some point this spring, so we can we can uh, make the smoked malt. We do it over Michigan-grown cherry wood. Um, you know, and then that that beer we do as a lager. We use a lager yeast on that. Okay, uh, it's essentially a Doppelbach recipe um, with a little bit of. We use a little rye malt in that. Oh, sounds um, great to me. Yeah, it, it it turned out really well. I was real happy with it. And we've done some we've done some lagers in the past. Uh, we did uh, we have a beer called Full Circle, which is a Kolsch now, which is a German style as well. That used to be a, a German style Pilsner, uh, but we felt a lot of people were going to it as an introductory beer because of its light color and the, the bitterness level in the beer was just too aggressive for for people that were using it for that mean. Okay. And so uh, we decided that instead of just dumbing the lager down. We just reformulate it entirely, and we turn it into a Kolsch, uh, which also has some some production benefits because you can turn it out a little bit faster. Okay, uh, as it's an ale. Um, but yeah, you know, um, it's a lot of influence. You know, I love German beer. And what was that? I just said it's a lot of good influence you got going on there, and I like that you're using it to be creative and smoking your own malt, and uh, instead of just buying it all, I like to hear that. Um, yeah, well, we've done that as well. I mean, we've done both uh, both avenues, you know. And I think there's some there's some really nice smoked malt out there in in you know the general malt market. But if you really want to make your beer unique, you, you need to do a little bit extra work, I think. And, and the really great smoked beers that are made in this country, I think, uh, you know, they do that. So. Okay. If I can, I need to take a quick break, take care of some sponsors, and uh, refill our beers here in the studio. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk to you about uh, some ref- uh, recipe formulation. And, uh, Sounds great. We can pick out one of your beers, or at least maybe a nice style of beer that you like, and you can help us decide how we would build a style like that uh, kind of from scratch. I think our listeners would love to hear that. So uh, if, okay. you're, if you're all right to hang in there, we'll do that right when we come back. We are on the line with uh, John Haggerty from New Holland Brewing Company. You can go to newhollandbrew.com and check it out. Also, you can call in 888-401-BEER or join Bevo in the chat and ask us questions there. She'll make sure she passes them along. You can speak to John. 
on yourself. So hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic Ingredients. This holiday season, the Organic Ingredient Experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, offers you the gift that keeps on giving to our planet. Sustainable, fair-wage ingredients to make the best organic homebrew you've ever had. There is a growing demand for organic products, and your choice to brew with them supports organic farmers worldwide. Brew organic, and you'll brew excellent beer that is free from chemical residues and genetically modified organisms, and you'll help contribute to a better world. If you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew expert since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com. Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as 7 cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. White Labs, your source for maltose mowing monsters, announces the White Labs Platinum lineup for 2009. Looking for out-of-the-ordinary yeast to make the best beer possible? The Platinum strains from White Labs are only available for a limited time and make your homebrew stand out. Through February, find Australian Ale, Essex Ale, and Dusseldorf Alt Yeast. March and April, it's Nottingham Ale, Abbey 4, and Mexican Lager Yeast. And May through June, don't miss Premium Bitter Ale, Belgian Wit 2, and Belgian Bastogne Ale Yeast. Keep up with all the great yeasts in the White Labs Platinum Program at whitelabs.com, where you can also join the White Labs Customer Club. Brew with the freshest and most unique yeast with the White Labs 2009 Platinum Strains. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. 
one beer at a time. It's a special uh, song for you, Bebo. Yeah, pretty hot, huh? Speaking of special things happening in this studio, uh, you know, I got my dog on these, on these. it's called Gas Buster Pills now. <laughs> hey, Shane, uh, man. I need Gas Buster. Which, and, and the reason I bring it up, uh, John, we still got you. You're going to have to listen to my dog gas story for a second, John. I'm sorry. All right, all right, I tolerate. Uh, so I, my dog's got this. He's got this problem. Uh, you know, as I've been now that I've inherited this guy, he's a great dog. I love. I love him. He's great. Yeah. Uh, Walker Pacheco Ranger. Name? But uh, his name's Walker. He's a 120 pound black lab, and uh, turns out, and, and he's got the he's got the worst gas that you've ever. It's un- <laughs> We came home today from uh, the Sour Beer Festival, and uh, just opening the door to our and we have a big living room. This isn't an enclosed area. It's a, uh, the room just bad smelling. So I thought he had dropped some bombs. <laughs> so did I. I did I to be honest, I went looking around for bombs cuz I oh. thought so too. But no, that's just his gas pump. So, you know, I did some research. What I'm you thinking for not taking him to the beer festival with you. I wish, I know. I wish I could have. That would have uh, cleared that little space out, dude. We would have oh. a whole room to ourselves. <laughs> to ourselves. He would have cleared it out. Uh, there is a, a dog-friendly festival in Oregon that I'm I'm I think I'm going to to the Brewers Festival uh, for yeah, uh, in um, May. Uh, um, Rogue well, yes, but the uh, brewer. brewer. What's the brewer's name? John Meyer. Thank you. John Meyer's dog brewer passed away. It's his memorial uh, festival. I might take Walker up to that. So anyhow, I, I, got, I did some research and I'm looking and apparently it's very, very common for large black labs to have gas. It's, it's kind of a breed specific thing. So I go looking into things that I could do to stop it because I can't even, I can't sleep at night. Yeah, let them run away, I think. That's how you stop it. <laughs> So you know what it is the the pills like it's just it just says like gas buster it's it's basically it's brewer's yeast it's a whole bunch of different yeasts that they put in this in this pill form because it helps them break basically the gas is formed as as, as they're breaking down the proteins a lot of gas is formed uh, especially if they don't chew their food well like Walker he doesn't he just he swallows yeah. it so you feed them brewer's yeast basically to get in there and help them break down and ferment it's a bunch of fermentables to help them get rid of this food. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. well, it works about, uh, it, there's about a 50% improvement. <laughs> That's not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, is it? I mean, no. I'm sitting there in shoe lights talking to me, and I'm thinking, dude, are you leaving soon? <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't notice dog, the dog man. right behind him. Well, look it's at the bright God. side. He's, uh, look at the bright side. He's well, you know, yeast uh, is only really going to ferment mono and disaccharides, maybe a few trisaccharides. But anything more complex than that, brewer's yeast won't. Ferment it. It won't cut it. it break right? it down. I, right. So you almost need to find some sort of enzyme or something some to feed your dog. Give him some beano. That would break it down so that the yeast could could then take over from there. Well, there's a couple of things in there though. It's not just. Uh, there's a couple other bacterias. Uh, I got Shat grabbing me the bottle now, and uh, this is all on topic, folks. I really yeah. did find it fascinating that it was all these different kinds of. Uh, there's three main yeasts here. It's I got a big the, bottle. By the way, it's called gas. Yeah, just a. Uh, it's called uh, fresh dog. Gas. Gasbusters. Fresh dog. <laughs> Here we go. Active ingredients. Okay. Um, uh, apple powder, apple pectin, brewer's yeast. Was it like Kolsch uh, or uh, barley wine? Or, you know, lactobacillus like oh. uh, acidophilus. So a, a bit of lacto is in there. Uh, thank you. Uh, 
Oh, I'm a doctor. I know Latin. Oh, doctor. <laughs> oh, I can pronounce doctor. Latin. Oh, Latin. Uh, Bacillus substilis. Substilius. Thank you. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And Aspergillus. Oh, I don't think that one's a yeast. Um, so anyway, uh, Brewer's Yeast and Lacto. So we can pitch these pi- these pills in our beers. It's You know what? This might be a good exper- experiment. Chad, when are you brewing next? We're going to pitch a couple of pills. All right. We'll try it. All right. But I think it, I think you're right, John. There's only so much it's going to break down. Maybe that's where the lacto comes in too to, to break down a little more. But everything else is just weird stuff like you know, uh, liver, magnesium, calcium. You know, just some other things to help it's the like bro- a vitamin to pill. help a brother out. <laughs> but just because he's a black lab, he's a brother, yeah, or a, a brother or a dog. Yeah, <laughs> who's eating the pills? <laughs> yeah, and I'm giving Maybe him. He needs the pills. Huh? I think he might. And I'm giving him the maximum dosage. It says uh, if it's an over 75-pound dog, which he's well over, uh, three to four tablets twice a day. That's a lot of pills. Wow. Yeah, so I'm giving him eight of these things a day. And uh, only 50%, I think you better go for 16 based but, on what I'm smelling. But listen, yeah. 50% is a lot better than it was. Doc. Oh, it's actually improved. <laughs> At least yeah, that's, I, and that's got to be an adventure in and of itself, getting the dog to take those pills. I'm, yeah. I'm well, they're all, they're no. all uh, uh, rectally, so it's <laughs> even more so. Oh, oh thank yeah. God it's not. you, you got to get at least two digits in yeah. there, too. You give them too many, it's a Gatling gun. No, I, I'm, I'm lucky this way. Uh, the dog is entirely motivated by food. He'll eat anything. Oh, so you can train him to do anything with food. He'll eat anything you put in front of him. Can you train him not to fart? <laughs> but you can't train him. <laughs> Which is probably the source of the problem to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. That he'll eat anything. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like how I feel after that sour beer fest, man. Yeah, I you and some, everybody else. I got some hot. Yeah, pass coming. those things over here. That's right? why I was thinking it was all of you guys. We all need a gas buster. <laughs> you remember the trick that, uh, that the Whites taught me about uh, beer festival and gas, right? It's a choice. Now, John, you can no. use this. It's a, if you don't know it already, uh, <laughs> it's, copy- just, it's not copywritten. Just John, let it rip, I think. Well, no, it's it's really very important. Uh, you know, I was at Oktoberfest and uh, oh, yeah. I'm with the Whites, and uh, you know, this is the ultimate uh, beer festival in terms of that many people in a small area. And uh, you know, if you thought it smelled bad at the <laughs> at the sour beer fest today, imagine being in a tent of you know ten thousand people, and they're all doing that. Uh, and every now and then, I look over at Chris, and he's burying his nose in his uh, in his mug. In his uh, Stein. Stein. Yeah, no, what's it called over there, John? It's not called a Stein. Uh, when you get the big leader. Stiefelflossen. <laughs> no, well, they usually, well, it's a Stein if it's opaque and it's ceramic. And if it's not, then, uh, you know, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Flasha is, is either glass or, bo- I think Flasha is, is uh, That's bottle. bottle yeah. or Foss draft. And, Foss is on draft, sure. And and... Um, That's not anything. You know, I don't I can't think remember. there's any special. You know, it's either yeah, a half liter or a liter. Whatever. He's got his liter thing, and every now and then he's sticking his nose down in it. And I'm looking over at him, like, you know, that's your sixth beer tonight. You know what it smells like? It's the we've been in the we haven't even moved tents. It's still a Paul Honor fucking Oktoberfest. Yeah. What are you smelling? And and he ends up, you know, telling me, no, man. Every time that waft starts reaching your nose, man, you put your nose down in your beer, and all you smell is Hellas. Beautiful, sweet yep. Hellas. Everyone around you is smelling, uh, you know, everyone around them. Smelling ass. Yeah. yeah. And you've got Hellas. Yeah. So uh, it, I did it a couple times at the Sour Beer Fest today. I was like, oh, I've never smelled this Cantillon before. <laughs> or this long. Dig my yeah. nose right back in there. So you might have to practice well, that the in the studio. Sour beers will do that to you, too, man. I mean, you get all those different cultures having their territorial war in your lower intestines. and you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It gets nasty. It does you know? get nasty. 
So always have a beer in your hand, and don't be afraid to stuff your nose right down in there. It doesn't even look funny. People just think you're a connoisseur. Smelling your beer. <laughs> but really, you're hiding from the dude next to you. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, Doc, practice that later on when Walker comes back in the studio. Hey, I'm worried about you guys that have been at the Sour Beer Festival all day. <laughs> oh, practice yeah. now while we're in the Sounds studio. Sounds to me like the perfect storm. Oh. <laughs> Walker and us home from the Sour Beer Fest. All right, John, I want to talk to you about some recipe formulation if we can. Let's if I so, I suppose I should ask you first, you know, what's this What's this all about? I don't like to give out recipes. What's this top secret thing you got going on? Well, it's not really, it's not top secret, and it's not that I think that we're doing anything that's so great or wonderful or different than anybody else, but, um, you know, A, I, I think these recipes that we write, they belong to New Holland Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, they don't belong to me or, or to the world in general. Uh, it's what helps separate our recipes from someone else's recipes, A. And B, I think, this is my own personal philosophy. I may get a little heat today on your show for this, but, you know, if you're brewing at home, it really is probably more cost-effective for you if you really like my beer and you want my beer to just go buy my beer. That's true. You know, if you want to make my beer, I mean, there's not really any point in that. It's already made. Except you know, that it's fun your for leg us. It's the, the challenge. What if we can't right, get But the your challenge beer? shouldn't be to make my beer. The challenge should be to make a beer similar to my beer that you like better. Right? I see, yeah. To take the things that you like from my beer and accentuate those beers and reinvent it. I mean, that's the mother of invention. I mean, any artist, mm-hmm. whether they... They're, you know, painting in oils or whether they're doing sculpture, they'll tell you that they've stolen stuff from the generation before them. Well, so, so how about you give us the I, recipe I and we a, promise you know, not to brew that recipe? Well, we'll brew it better. What's that? <laughs> Doc's trying to, he's got a yeah. workaround for we you. We don't have your recipe. We, we won't know what not what, to brew. Just give us the recipe. We promise not to brew that <laughs> recipe, but we'll brew it better. Yeah. 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 Well, and but, that, but that's the thing. I mean, you got to take, you know, you got to take uh, as a brewer, as a home brewer, you know, you can drink my beer and have a rough idea of the raw materials that I used in that beer. You can probably guess most of what I put in there. Right. And you know, now you might not know exactly how much of a particular thing I used or didn't use, yeah. but, you know, you can get close, you know, and then you go from there based on what you taste as you make it and then you refine your recipe going forward. A, not only is, to me, in my mind, not only is that more intriguing, right, but I think it also makes you a better brewer in the long run. If I just give you the recipe and you just go and do what I told you to do, you know, you're not learning anything. But they're not going to get the same recipe. They're not going to get the same beer anyway. Yeah. It's, it's going to be different. You're not going to get the same you beer know, anyway. You know that. Give you the recipe and the hops and, you know, the malt bill and the hop bill and all that. Yeah. And you can go home and you can do it, and it's not going to taste the same regardless. It, it, it would not be the same. No, well, it, but you know what, though? Uh, and of all the, the brewers that we've had on that have had the same thing, where oh, I'm not going to give my recipe out, John's reasoning yeah. is really cool, actually. See, I, 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 I kind of dig it, but at the same time, I go, well, you know, as homebrewers, we're going to brew that the, the same way you gave it to us once. Yeah. And then we're going to change it anyway to make it to make it suit our style anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so I really right, see... But I'll tell you what. You but know I, what? When I write a recipe... I like that reason. Right? Yeah. No one gives me the recipe. I have to make it up. Right. right. We pull it out of thin air. We make it up. We don't make it because 
someone gave us their homebrew recipe or some other brewer gave us their recipe. How about we give you a recipe? So, all I'm asking you to do <laughs> is jump through the same hoops that I got to jump through every day. Yeah. We'll, we'll, give, yeah, you we'll give you a recipe. And then you won't have to jump through any hoops. See, I actually. What I, do you want to make? I kind I don't of. Want a, your recipe. <laughs> yeah, I want your goddamn. <laughs> what do you want to make, says Tasty. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, you know, I kind of agree with John also that, uh, you know, it's about, uh, you know, your own creativity and your own beer. My problem is that I'm half a retard to begin with, so I need to start <laughs> yeah. with. A good recipe before I can get to, you know, doing something nice yeah. with it. So I think that your philosophy speaks to advanced brewers um, who have gone well, it, through, you know. Okay, I, I, I'm sympathetic to that, and, and maybe it does. Yeah. But there's only one way to get there. Yeah. Right? There's only one way to become an advanced brewer, and yeah. that's to go out and break a few eggs. Yeah, you're right. You know, if someone just tells you what to do all the time. You're never going to learn it. Right. I got right. I mean, he, he he's taken the most time to explain why. Yeah. Usually, we get shut down and no one explains why. That's a really good explanation. I'm yeah. just going to go on record saying that. I know, that, right? No, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> why can't we just talk shit? <laughs> yeah. Why can't we just insult him for not giving us recipes? Why does he? Why does he have to well, go and could. make sense? There's a lot of yeah. fun, you know. I suppose the yeah. whole way through. But, yeah. But, oh, I, you know, that's the way it is now. Now, you know, what I do, what I have done for people in the past, because, you know, we get requests for this periodically for different beers. Sure. Because um, I will try to give people, you know, some, some starting points, you know. Um, you okay. know, for example, I had one gentleman came up to me a few years ago at the Great Taste of the Midwest. And he wanted to talk to me about making pale ales. And I said, great, let's talk about water. And he okay. said, no, I don't want to talk about water. I want to talk about hops. You know, and I said, well, see right there, that's the problem. <laughs> because you can't make any good beer unless you start with a good foundation. And okay. for a pale ale, you really got to have the right water. And anyone that knows anything about making pale ale will tell you the same thing. Okay. You know, if you don't have the right water constituents, it's not going to work out. So, you know, that's part of the problem that you get whenever you're doing that sort of thing. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, There's we, two things: what people want, and what people need. So oh, you yeah. just you just made jo- you, now you even made Doc a fan. Now that you said that, now Doc's yeah. like, okay, I think maybe he's right. I'm all about the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys can pronounce Latin words together. So. <laughs> uh, but I can see your point. You give somebody the recipe, and it comes, in, then they make it. That, you gave me the wrong recipe, or yeah. it didn't come yeah. out like I thought. No, you just stink at brewing. <laughs> or you didn't yeah. pay yeah. attention to something or, like it, the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we could, if. It, if we get John to give us a recipe all the way down to the water, the hops, every 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 aspect of it, it, it would take three hours right here. Yeah, yeah. Right. Not well. Not only that, but it's still not going. It's still not going to come out you know, the same for everybody. James in Houston that called earlier. I have no idea what the water in Houston is like, and you know right. the water treatment that we do here in Holland is going to be useless for him. What you is know? your water treatment there? What do you What do you start well, with, and what do you like come out with at the end? Well, we use uh, municipal water source. Um, we do very little to it other than add some either some calcium chloride or some calcium sulfate. The, the water here on in coastal Michigan or in western Michigan uh, is for the most part surface water, right? It's coming yeah. out of Lake Michigan, so um, it's got a really low mineral content. I mean, our calcium content in the water uh is typically between about 32 ppm and 40 ppm okay and typically you know as a just kind of as a rule of thumb you like to see your raw water start around 200 right because you're going to lose more or less half of that 
over the course of your brewing process, and you really need just for the for for yeast vitality and for beer stability, so that you don't get a lot of oxalate forming in your package, which will cause gushing and so forth. Um, you need to have you know about a hundred parts per million, more or less, in your finished product. So we have to add tons and tons of calcium, and there's only two ways to do that: calcium chloride or calcium sulfate. Depending and on so the depending on the beer style yeah. you're making, you know, one or the other may or may not be appropriate. Uh, so. Does your water change much over the year? Uh, is it pretty much stable? Uh, the water's pretty consistent. I mean, you might get a you know a handful of points change in that calcium, but otherwise, you know, the the pH and the alkalinity level and so forth is really is really solid. It's really consistent. Uh, we don't have too much problem with that. What we do have to watch a little bit, and it's funny, I, I was speaking to uh, a gentleman who came in and gave a talk here at a conference, he used to work for Miller Brewing, and uh, he was talking, because they use lake water too, now granted they're on the other side of the lake, and you know maybe their water's slightly different, I, I doubt it, but it might be. It's a big lake. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a giant lake, but he was saying, you know, they had issues with the, with the water whenever the lake would turn over, which it'll do in the spring and it'll do in the fall. Uh, you know, the, you get an inverted temperature where the top is colder than the bottom, and then the whole thing, boom, it turns over. Hmm. And so you get a real huge spike in your magnesium content, right? Hmm. And that's important because magnesium will give you the shits. Right. I, at a certain point, yeah, too, mu- too, oh, yeah too, too much, it'll give you the cleanse. Yeah. It, it works a lot right. like calcium. Why, you know, milk of magnesia and so on and so forth. Uh, and I'm not, you know, working for free samples here. I'm just, you know, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. I don't need any milk and magnesia. I hope they don't send me any. Right. But, you know, magnesium and you bring water at a certain concentration will do that. And so they were really conscious of that. They really watched it um, because they didn't want to have that effect and be renowned for that. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably true still to this day. Um, so, you know, you know, we worry about that kind of thing, but we don't otherwise see a lot of fluctuation uh, in the water simply because it is treated as a municipal plant um, you know and it is it's a, it's a large reservoir of water changes happen relatively slowly okay in it. So well as you do have the the uh, you got a really low mineral qu- content in the water so that's a lot yeah, better to deal mineral. with than the other direction mm-hmm. when you get a lot of stuff in there and you got to knock it down well, yeah. If you're in a position where you got to remove stuff from your water, then right. you're in trouble. You and, and everybody should think about that. Wherever you're home brewing, you got to think about that. We have to remove cancer from our water in Pacheco. <laughs> We've got the refinery across the street. Dead bodies and heroin balloons. <laughs> yeah. We got to take those out of the water. We have, yeah. to, we have to remove now, homeless know, people from Oregon, our water. But I know, like when I was in Seattle, the water that we had there was actually quite good. I, I, from what I recall, and it's been you know it's been a number of years, it's been fifteen or so years. Yeah, um, isn't that usually snow melt? The water there, we did very had to do very little too. I would imagine that you know Oregonian water is probably similar, but you know I have I have no idea. On the uh, at Palaner in Munich, uh, they told me it was glacier water. They showed me the well. It was a it was a well uh, way down uh, below the city, and it was uh, glacier water. So. Oh, spoiled bastards. No wonder the Germans make great beer. It's not years of knowledge. It's years of fantastic ingredients. I will take this glacier. Well, that's right. But, you know, it makes you the best beer it, I mean, And I'm not yeah. telling you guys anything you don't know already, but, you know, that's how breweries, 
you know, that's how they used to locate. I mean, the sure. breweries that yeah. were, you know, on a nice water source, they right. made nice beer. Yeah. I mean, uh, Munich water is really hard. They make really nice right. dark beers. They weren't renowned for their light beers until more recently um, when, you know, water treatment technology developed. But, and they made really nice dark beer, yeah. you know, and that's why it became a brewing center. Same, you know, Burton on Trent, you know, right. high gypsum content, high calcium sulfate content in the earth, so high calcium content in the water, which made a really nice dry beer. Thus, bitters and pale ales were what they were renowned for. And you see that, you know, across, you know, the globe, where these traditional brewing centers were, are, you know, hubbed around these really great water supplies. Yeah. So It's the same, you know, it goes with all sorts of resources. It's kind of why uh, Pacheco, where we are, is uh, renowned for its uh, casinos. Uh, we have, uh, you know... The California Grand, Yeah, the California, you know, we, we have... have a, and, and card houses, we have a plethora of low lives, And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you build around what your resources are. Uh, ours are white trash. Yeah. Um, all right, John. Let me do this if I can. <laughs> Since uh, you know we're not going to get a, a full recipe, and I can respect that. You've convinced us all. God damn it! And uh, <laughs> uh, so you know what I would like to do if we can, though, is uh, so here I am. I'm a home brewer, and well, <laughs> yeah. hypothetically okay. sorry. Uh, here's a room full of home brewers that are not me. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and I really like uh, dragon's milk. Okay, and uh, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. That's a, a milk stout. Is that the style? If we were to you know give it a style, is that its style? No, no, it's not. We just we just call it a stout. And to be honest with you, it's just a big black beer. I mean, we didn't really set out to say, hey, it's going to be an imperial stout okay. or it's going to be an oatmeal stout or a milk stout. Um, people a lot of times call it a milk stout because the word milk is in the name. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It, I mean, I think if anything, we would just call it a stout. Just a stout. Okay. Yeah, well, Although I will say it's What kind of stout? There's, there's a few different kinds. Because it's really smooth and kind of a big stout, and it's creamy. It's got a lot of qualities that... So is it more of an English stout than an Irish stout? Well, no. Like I mean, like I said, and I think, you know, I want to reference something you guys said a, a little bit earlier. Yes, we do make some beers that are really true to style, but we also make some beers uh, that aren't necessarily to any given style, and I okay. think this really is, is one of them. So how would you, you describe know, we didn't it? We set out to say, hey, we want to make a foreign stout or an oatmeal stout, or, you know, we set out and said, hey, these are the characteristics, these are the flavors that we want to have in the beer. How do we achieve those flavors, which is a slightly different way of approaching formulation. Okay. You know, because now instead of saying, hey, I'm looking for these target style guidelines now you're saying i'm looking for these target flavor guidelines yeah. um it, it's a subtle difference but it is it is different you're not really worried about whether you're going to pull a medal at the gabf or the world beer cup you're worried about you know does this beer taste good yeah and you know damn it if it fits anywhere or not you know okay well so i i gave you I kind like of that, my though. description of it kind of a big i i thought it was a, a big first out i thought it was really creamy uh well balanced a lot of malt it's not i didn't find it particularly roasty uh or, or things like that i found it you know uh, more smooth and, and kind of velvety uh how would you describe it if you know if you if you and your team are sitting around and saying these are the flavors we're going for? Uh, how do you describe uh, Dragon's Milk? Well, I get a lot of uh, chocolate out of it, which I think is malt derived. I get a, I do get that creaminess. That's that's not malt derived, but that is from the grain bill. We use a lot of 
uh, unmalted grain, like some flaked barley and so forth, as an example. Okay. Um, and then I get a lot of vanilla. I think, you know, you're getting a lot of flavor out of it from uh, from the wood. You know, for example, the vanilla, uh, and it not only comes from the wood, you get some contribution from the bourbon that was in there beforehand. Mm. So you're saying um, it's, it's I, I think there's just a lot of really rich, dark, sort of, uh, you know, chocolate ice cream-like flavors that yeah. are in there. Is yeah. it barrel-aged, then? Yes, it is. It's barrel-aged. We okay. age it in bourbon barrels for a minimum of 90 days, typically between 90 and 120. Okay. Um, Thanks. Well, now... And, and we blend the blend, too. It's a first-use barrel. Half of it's from a first-use barrel that we get right from the distillery, and then half of it is from a second-use barrel that we've already used one time. Uh, so... Hey- Hey John, so inten- we do that intentionally because when you do my, this is my experience, and you know, different people will have different opinions regarding this. But uh, when you do a hundred percent first use wood from the distillery, the bourbon is just so intense. You know, it, it's like you've dropped a shot into someone's beer. It's like you're drinking a boilermaker, and mm. and frankly, that's not what we're trying to make. Yeah, you know, we're we're trying to make a beer first. We want some bourbon flavor. We want you to be able to, to recognize the fact that it's there, but we don't want it to be punching you in the face. And so by doing this blending, um, we're, able, we're able to tame it down a hair, which I think works out really well for us. You know, and then you're getting an oxygen uh, interchange through the wood, um, which I think really helps to, to smooth out the beer uh, quite a bit as well. Um, how about, yeah, how about so. getting the color? Um, what's your what's well, what your, your malted choice? Times, what I do, you know, my technique isn't anything too too crazy. There's no higher math or anything involved in it. But when I'm writing this recipe or when I'm writing any other recipe, what I do is I go back and I reference the recipes that I've already executed, and you know, so I know exactly what those things look like and how intense their colors are, how red it is, or black or brown or. You know, and if I want to move, then, you know, in one direction or another, then what I can do is I go through and I multiply um, the Lebabon by the pounds of grain that, you know, each style of grain that I use in that recipe. And that, you know, calculates out as, you know, a number. Mm. Uh, Say, you know, it's 2,000 for a lighter beer, and for a darker beer, maybe it's 12 or 13,000. So if I want to do something that's kind of in the middle, then I'm going to be looking for something that's like five or six thousand points, um, and then depending on the the type of malt that you're putting in there, you know uh, what sort of color contribution, the quality of the color, right? So, like a caramel malt is going to impart a, a red color, whereas a, a black malt is going to do, depending on how much you use, either black or, or brown. And so, if you're trying to get something between red and black, right? You might use a lot of caramel malts and then use just a little bit, just a touch of some sort of black malt or chocolate malt or something like that, which will then just give you enough darkness to brown that red up, right? Or if you're going to do copper, you know, you could do the same thing. You use a lot of um, pale malt and then you either use a really light caramel love or you use just a little bit of, say, like a Dehus Carafa 3, for example, mm. uh, which is a great malt from Vireman, 
um, that doesn't impart a lot of roast flavor, depending on how you use it, um, but can give you just enough color to move you from gold to copper. Doesn't caramel love sound like a porno? I have it. Yes, it does sound like it, and you can borrow it. Yeah, yeah. Beaver and I have something to watch. Right now. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so, would you say when you're going from uh, you know, trying to get this color, uh, when do you hit your maximum point on um, caramel malt? Because we're, we're we can get too sweet here, too caramely, when we're trying to get. Yeah, a, you can't. You're right. You can't yeah. get. You can't get too caramely, and so. Um, you know, there, it depends. It depends on, you know, the flavor profile that you're going. You know, like with a Doppelbach or a Bach beer in general, um, you know, you have quite a bit of leeway with caramel malt yeah, because you yeah. want some of that. Um, if you're making a pale ale, obviously you have, have less room because you you want that beer to finish nice or, and Or dry. a stout or a porter where you're trying to get black but not caramely sweet. How black? Right. Well, you, I think a stout or a porter, you need both, right? So right. you're going to need to use some West caramel malt, and you're going to need to use some black malt. You're not really looking uh, to the caramel malt as much for color. Maybe highlights when you, you hold it up to the light. Um, you know, is it brown? Is it red? You know, mm-hmm. what is it? Um, will kind of depend on uh, on your caramel malt selection. Um, but mostly what you're looking for is, you know, you want that caramel malt to add some flavor and some body um, so, like in dark beers, I really like to use a lot of high Lovabond caramel malts because they like to impart um, some really dark fruit flavors like raisin, plum, so forth. Whereas your lighter Lovabond caramel malts, they'll impart a lot of body and some sweetness, but they won't impart a lot of um, really intense dark fruit flavors like the higher Lovabond caramel malts do. So, maybe stay away from the really dark malts. A lot of people like to think, oh, dark beer. A lot of uh, black malts, uh, a lot of chocolate, and it you can overdo it that without a balance. It's real easy to overdo the dark malts. In fact, as a as a rule of thumb, um, and I learned this from uh, Dick Cantwell up at the Elysian. He was one of my mentors when I worked in Seattle. You never really want to go too much higher than about ten percent um, dark malt in any recipe because otherwise you start to move into like an astringency that you get from the dark malt. Um, which can be really unpleasant if you if you get too much in there. Now, John, when you know you're you're going into a barrel like with this dragon's uh, the, with the dragon's milk, do you intentionally take back uh, some of the more astringent malts because you know you're going to get some of that tannin from the oak, or uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, do you build a beer around uh, the barrel or, or or something like that, or do you just kind of make it and go, hey, this would be good on some oak, and you kind of just throw it in there? Uh, more of the second, really. <laughs> um, y- you know, uh, to be honest with you, when we when I first came to New Holland, we were already doing Dragon's Milk as a project. Uh, we talked about it for a long time, what we liked about it, what we disliked about it. And this is true for, for all the beers that we're currently, uh, that we were currently doing at the time. And, you know, how do we, you know, do we like it? Are we happy with it? Do we want to change it? And we decided that we wanted to change it because it was a little too dry, a little astringent, mm. um, and so we, we made some changes to try to, uh, you know, beef up the body a little bit. So there's two things that are going on there, right? I mean, you do have um, the opportunity to say, hey, you know, maybe some of these dark malts or maybe it's my hop additions or, or whatever, they're, they're creating some astringency, 
and therefore they're making the beer appear a lot drier than it might otherwise be. So you can take those back, or you can work the opposite way and say, hey, you know, I want to beef up the body, and I'm going to give this beer a lot more sweetness uh, through various means. Um, you know, that could be using some unmalted grains. That could be using a lot more caramel malt. That could be using, say, uh, something with a high protein content like wheat or something of that nature. Right. Um, you know, so y- you could do that to kind of offset some of those things, or you could do a combination of the two, right? Um, and so really, as a brewer, it's kind of your choice. Those are the That's the palate you have to work with. And it's up to you to decide as you make the beer and you see how it performs, um, you know, where, what strings do you want to pull? And over time you develop a sense of how that's going to affect the performance of the beer as you pull it out and, and um, you know, ultimately get what you want. So pretty so, much... I mean, the notion that you're going to make a beer right the very first time you make it right. is, is uh, you know... To be expected. Now, the more right? you do it, oh. the better you get, the closer <laughs> you get to doing it right, but... I don't know of anyone that makes any beer exactly the way they want it the very first time they make it. They might get close. Yeah, uh, I've not even gotten close yet. I've <laughs> <laughs> not even gotten close. So I do just want to point out, yeah. uh, by the way, that uh, there's a lot of times that, that video in the in the studio here would, would never be good. But just a minute ago, as John's describing this to us, giving us gems of information, the studio, everybody in unison dug their nose into their glasses. <laughs> and the, uh, everyone here had their nose just buried in their glasses. As Shat, the producer, ran for odor assassin. and uh, That was a real gas attack there. My dog hasn't even moved. He's just totally comfortable. He's chilling. I saw his leg shake once. <laughs> even he more just, comfortable now. comfortable now. I think after a while, your nose would get burned out. And I'm, just, and I'm doing my best to listen to John going, wow, now this is the stuff I need to learn because I'm yet, you know, I, I really would like to make a good beer in my lifetime. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> my dog's just knocking me out. <laughs> you're, you're a brewing noob. Yes. After three years. I'm a brewing noob. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, hey, I've been doing it for you know professionally for since '93, and and you were a homebrewer before still, that. Yeah, I did homebrew a little bit before that, but uh, okay. Mostly, it's been professional. So we've talked a lot about malt and and getting uh, different things out of malt and malt yeah. profile. And by the way, uh, some great information about Lava Bond and getting colors there. So oh, please yeah. uh, rewind and go back and listen to John talking about that and how he multiplies the different la- Lava Bond of his uh, uh, malts to figure out what he wants to get. And exactly. talking about a range and figuring out a number, you know, yeah. of where he wants to be. That's that's some really good info that I I hope you guys are paying attention to. Rewind and uh, yeah. you know, and check it out. God knows I'm not going to. Yeah, uh, and Doc was right. Like a lot of first. Mostly comparative, you know. You need to. You, that's why you need to develop your own recipe book, you know, so you have a sense of what each malt does. Yeah, yeah. A, a reference point to compare it yeah. back to. Use our own beers as a reference. Yeah, okay. and, and a lot of first year, second year guys. That's what because you don't know, and so that's what you think. Right. Oh, dark malt means dark beer. Yeah, uh, but it's not. It's an astringent bomb, and so y- it's it's learning. It sounds like. Trial and error. Yeah. You know, I mean, homebrewers, they're not that much different. It, it, we all learn from our mistakes, so yep. brew a lot, really. And then send it all to Chad so he can drink it. So we can drink it, yeah. yeah. And uh, so here's another question I have. Since we're, you know, kind of started with the dragon's milk, just to keep going with that, um, uh, for lack of a better term, are there any uh, alternative ingredients that you use in that? Uh, of course, we've mentioned the barrel, which imparts some flavor, but uh, what about ingredients? Uh, d- uh, you know, malts that we've not mentioned, uh, anything else that's getting added to that kind of a beer? 
Well, like I said, I mean, we use some unmalted grain in there, like some flaked barley and so forth. Um, but otherwise, you know, there's nothing in the beer that would really surprise you. Okay. Um, we we do use, you know, in other beers, we do use some, some unorthodox grain. Like, for example, in our Saison, we use some spelt, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which we actually buy out of uh, Washington from the Lentz Spelt Farm up uh outside of the Palouse there out in eastern Washington. Um, but otherwise, you know, the dragon's milk itself is is kind of a hodgepodge of, you know, German, English, and American grown in malted malts, you know. Okay. So. All right. And I did have a question come through uh, about where you, uh, from a listener in the chat room with us tonight, wanted to know about where you get your barrels from. And I think they're wondering not only for the uh, the beers that you barrel aged, but because you guys distill also, uh, where you guys uh, draw on barrels from to do this kind of stuff? The barrel shops. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The barrel guy. That's barrel dude. Uh, yeah. no, uh, well, the distillery, we use all new wood, and so there's... Uh, various people around the com- around the country that will make wood barrels for you, and you know they have various levels of toast and so forth, depending on uh, what sort of flavor you want to achieve in your final distillate. And, and um, again, I would probably direct any of those people that are specifically interested in the distillery uh, to email Ben Press, uh, you know, through our website or, or so, so on and so forth. And he can talk more at length about that, but the brewery, we get our barrels uh, from from Kentucky, from various distilleries in Kentucky, and uh, we had predominantly been getting them from Heaven Hill, uh, but recently, um, this, you know, I, I've, I've uh, developed a relationship with a gentleman that's you know, located in Kentucky who's a, a truck driver, and that's how he makes his living is transporting various items, cars, Bourbon barrels, you know, who knows what other sort of potentially illicit stuff. But uh, <laughs> he he brings us barrels, and so um, it, you know, I, I, after a while, after using him for a while um, <laughs> with Heaven Hill, it it turns out that he has friends and relatives that work in various distilleries down there, and you know, I said, hey, look, you know, it'd be great to try barrels from some other distilleries. And so, you know, we've gotten some Buffalo Trace. We've gotten some Rip Van Winkle. We just got some stuff this, like a week ago from Woodford Reserve. Oh. Uh, they were 2001 barrels. Um, really? So they were still marked with uh, Lab Rut and Graham on them, which is what, you know, they used to be known as. And um, yeah, how- you know, So we've been able to start playing with some different stuff. And and hopefully we'll continue to do so. And um, you know I'm not really entirely sure what the in, the net effect and the finished product on the beer with that will be, but uh, I figure it's got to at least be interesting. So um, you know something for people to look for, see if they can detect a difference in the wood source, right. in the whiskey that was in the bourbon that was in it. So, no. um, but we get them from all over. I mean it, we're not really particularly married to, to one distillery. Um, you know, when you're buying, you know, 70 barrels at a, at a pop, um, a lot of time, and now we're doing that on a monthly basis, you know, uh, sometimes just the, the ease of the negotiation and, you know, h- how easy is it to get over there and pick it up and get it up here it goes a long way. How long, and, uh, 
market. How long? Uh, how long after those barrels have been emptied do you get them? And, and you know, so like uh, us homebrewers who may not have uh, have the obvious, totally legit and above the table kind of uh, transport. Um, uh, you, you know, I mean, like if we get a barrel from from that part of the country, uh, what should we look for? Like a week, as far well, as, what we as like keeping empty, is, or what? Yeah, what we like to do is, you know, a you want to look at the heads, make sure that the heads don't have any severe warping on them, which is a sign that the heads about to fail. Like Chad's head, um, he has a lot of warping on his head. Yeah, he failed. He's already gotta failed. Watch Chad's about to fail. He's, he's in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, you know, good I mean, because it's yeah. important. Cause I've you seen that. You put the beer in there, you know, and, and you, you don't want to come in the next day and have it all over the floor down the drain. You're talking about just stuff. that wrinkly top of the barrel, right? Where, it, you know, yeah. uh, it used to be flat and then it's yeah, all wavy. I've seen that a bunch. Yeah. yeah. You want to try I mean, usually after it's had whiskey in it for eight years, it's not going to be perfectly flat. Like so that. you got to have, you know, some, you know, wiggle room there. But okay. you also don't want it to look like it's about to, com- all the boards are about to pop out either. Like yeah. And, uh, <laughs> y- you know, we we want to make sure that we get it within, you know, a week or so of it having been emptied at, at okay. worst case. Just because the barrels do start to dry out and so they'll they'll start to leak. And, yeah. and uh, you also have to be careful about... Uh, you know, bacteria growing up in them and so forth, uh, because wood is, you can't sanitize it really. Um, so there's, you know, and that's one of the things, like when we rack the wood out back into the into a, a stainless tank uh, for when we're going to go to package, you know, we have to go through and you're tasting each barrel, you know, and if we're going to do, like we're, we're going to package 150 barrels of dragon's milk this coming week, and so, you know, that means, you know, there's, I don't know, 150 barrels that we rack. And yeah. you got to go through and taste each one and make sure that it hasn't gone <laughs> Thank sour. You. Damn. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you well, for so, my job. <laughs> yeah. We'll take the sour Well, the guys are always happy about it. They, they leave work a little lightheaded. That yeah, day. no yeah. shit, man. you got to provide dry, yeah. rides home on those days. Yeah. Well, you know, the days that you're filling the barrels, so it's sometimes even more to, the, to that point because... You know, they've got this bourbon yeah. in them. You know, they've, yeah. they've got... So when you fill it, there's there's atmosphere coming out, and it's just full oh, of this sure. vapor, this bourbon vapor, and it'll really... It'll knock you out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that... We were doing a news story on that, Jay, a few... Yeah. Like a year ago, this... Yeah. Uh, the vodka vaporizer. Yeah. All kids in Europe or Norway or whatever. They weren't even drinking anymore. They just were vaporizing their liquor, yeah. and, and they were... Yeah. They were dying, I yeah. think, actually. Yeah. It was really dangerous. Yeah, well, they'd pass out, probably, and then they keep breathing it in, and yeah. they OD. Yeah. 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 Phil, do you have another question? Just uh, um, I was just chatting with somebody at the one of the beer festivals yesterday, and just talking about storage. Are you storing these barrels ambient once they're full, or they? Are you have you got them in cold store? It's just, it's just a contrast, as somebody else I've spoken to, and, and then hearing it again. So are you storing, you fill the beer, you put the beer in the barrel, are you storing them ambient or are you putting them in cold? Good question. It is a good question, and, and we store them cold. You know, we try to keep them below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and that the reason we do that is because it will suppress the growth of any bacteria that may be in the wood. Now, we also do sour beer. I don't think we had anything at the Sour Festival you guys were at today. No, unfortunately. Uh, and we don't do a lot of sour beer. I mean, we might 
you know, once or twice a year we might release, you know, five or six hundred bottles of beer. Um, but we do some sour beer. That stuff we age at ambient temperature because we want to cultivate any uh, bacteria that may be in the wood. But for the dragon's milk, mm. we do it cold. Now, if, uh, you know, if you make the beer strong enough, and our beer, you know, is around 9 or 10% alcohol. Um, it varies a little bit depending on the batch. But, um, you know, that is kind of borderline for osmotic pressure, right? And if you get enough alcohol, like if you get up to like 11 or 12% alcohol, then you may not need to store it cold. Then you might be okay just because the osmotic pressure of the alcohol will kill anything uh, that may be living in there. But it's an awfully big chance to take. Yeah. So. It's been a while. It was last, uh, I guess, was it June that we were at OBF, Shat? Is it June or July? It's July. July, yep. So that's how long it's been since I had it, but I remember it being remarkably clean to be a, a barrel-aged beer. It's very clean. And I think that that might have something to do with cold storage, which is why I like that question, Phil, because it really, I don't remember it having any funk to it. It didn't have any uh, particular... Even any particularly strong uh, whiskey flavors coming out of it or anything like you know it was it was remarkably clean. Um, so I wonder if that has a lot to do with how you cold store it below fifty. Uh, and the back blending. Yeah, well, I, I think I think it adds to it. You know, and like uh, the, the bourbon flavor, the whiskey flavor. You know, we we intentionally try to draw that down by doing the blending process yeah, that we run. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, because we don't. I mean, you serve that beer. At 45, 50 degrees, cellar temperature, um, then the bourbon flavor will will come out of it. If you serve it really cold, you know, in the mid 30s, let's say, or under 40, maybe, yeah. even better, then you're gonna you might have a hard time finding it. Right. Uh, beer is designed to be served at, at cellar temperature. Yep. Um, so if you're not drinking it there, then you're missing out on some stuff. You got served. <laughs> John, is there any um, any sort of secondary fermentation going on? In, I mean, not thinking just in cask, like being a Brit and all that, you know. It's, um, but is is there anything? Is it has the beer gone into the uh, the bourbon casks completely finished the f- fermentation, and then are you? Is there anything else going on in the? Have you have you ever observed anything going on, or is it just completely sit just sealed? aging? Yeah. Well, we ideally it goes in already fermented now. We have had on occasion um, racked beer that we had inadvertently not allowed to go all the way to terminal gravity, and uh, we've had a couple of, of uh, the casks blow up on us in the cellar. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Ouch! But yeah. yeah, it's it's a real mess. It's it's fun walking into that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> it smells good. It's like walking you know, into uh, Walker's bedroom. Uh, oh. The idea is it, it goes to terminal and then Walker's a bedroom, and then uh, then we put it in the wood. We're not really going through uh, like a Burton Union or oh. something like that where they ferment in a wooden cask. We're not we're not doing that. And um, I know there's some breweries out there that do do that. Uh, not only in the UK but here in the states. Uh, there's one in particular in California, but. Uh, that's not what we're going for. It's that's a different uh, flavor profile they're trying to go to. We're primarily just trying to extract some bourbon flavor, trying to extract some of the flavor from the oak, and just by leaving um, the beer in contact with that wood, then we're able to draw that out. 
Uh, you know, we give, uh, just based on that and how you've had a couple of them uh, kind of explode, uh, we give a lot of kudos to brewers yeah. on here for how consistent their beer is sometimes. Like a lot of our, our favorite brewers, we go, wow, we've yeah. never had a bad six-pack from you. We've never had a... We, we, and I think we should. I think they deserve kudos, but... I also really like the fact that it's the nature of the experimenting you do and putting them in barrels and kind of messing around that sometimes you're going to fuck up and sometimes Shit you're going to have a man. cask explode. And if you, were be, you know, if you were playing it really safe, then that wouldn't happen. I wouldn't be able to give you kudos for, be, for experimenting, I suppose. So I guess I'm just saying I like to hear you tell us that, hey, man, a couple of them blew up on us. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, on I'll, I'll tell you what, whether or not you've had a bad six-pack or a bad bottle of beer from yeah. whatever brewery it yeah. is that you typically buy beer from, that doesn't mean they haven't had them. Right. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'll tell you, again, one of my mentors, uh, Fal Allen, who's now in uh, Singapore, Singapore he's, yeah. uh, he ran the, the Pike Brewery for a long time and then was down at Anderson Valley. And, um, he used to tell me, you know, it's not a question of if you're going to have a problem. It's a question of when, right? Right. Every brewery, sooner or later, is going to have some sort of problem. It happens. I mean, you're dealing with a living organism, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to get whacked out on occasion. Yeah. It's inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Take Bevo, for example. She comes in here some weeks. She's the greatest thing that ever happened in the Brewing Network. Yeah, right. The next week. Oh, know. that's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll put now Should I stop there? And... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tasty, did you have a last question? Yeah. Uh, you know, every every brewer that uh, we've known to be in Michigan or ever worked in Michigan has worked with our good friend, speaking of the Burton Union system, uh, Matt Brinelson. Do you know him? Or have you met him? Good question. I do, I do know Matt quite well, okay. and that's who I was referencing in, in yeah, California, figured. the mm-hmm. Walker Brewery. Sure. I, but I've never worked with Matt. Um, yeah. I, knew, I knew Matt. Um, for a long time when he was with Goose and, and um, you know, so on and so forth. But uh, I never had an opportunity to work with Matt directly, but I, I do know Matt quite well. Cool. You know, we'll so. tell him we, we had you on the air. Yeah, he's like now, he's Mr. California now. I mean, yeah. the guy is San Luis yeah. Obispo. He's like he's a, got he's, the sunglasses he's a going. But he, he used to be Mr. Michigan, so we just thought, uh, literally, I think he won the pageant. I think he was Mr. Michigan <laughs> at one point. I think he was he, a sash and everything. <laughs> he was too short to be Mr. California, though. John, let me do this uh, so that we can let you go. I know it's late on the East Coast. I have a few listener questions in front of me that we can just throw at you real okay. quick, and then uh, we'll let you get out of here. Um, uh, so a couple questions for you. Let me see what I got. Here's a good one. Um, someone had asked, uh, Casey, he's in our chat room tonight, and he wants to know uh, uh, if you have any honorable mentions or favorite beers um, in Michigan that aren't New Holland beers. Well, you know, I'll tell you, one of the things that's great about living in Michigan, uh, besides the fact that, you know, New Holland pays me to live here, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> is that there's some really uh, great beer being made here. And, uh, you know, I could I could go on ad nauseum. I think we've got about 80 breweries here in our state. I didn't know that. Us, that's really a lot. Yeah, wow. make about number six, I think, in the country. Yeah. Um, I think we're behind all the West Coast states, uh, Washington, Oregon, California and Wisconsin's directly ahead of us at five. I don't know who's number four, but we're number six, which I think a lot of people find surprising. Yeah, uh, being that we're you know Great Lakes Midwestern state, and uh, there's a lot of really really good beers being made here. Whether that be uh, Bell's, Founders, Jolly Pumpkin, uh, Detroit Beer Company, yeah, 
Jolly you know, was at the fest today. Sport, you know, I mean, you can go on and on and on. Uh, livery down in Benton Harbor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, I'm, you know, I can go through and name all these people. I'm going to get some grief from somebody that's going to okay. listen to the podcast. <laughs> you didn't mention us. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, one of the really great things about being in the state. And, and it helps uh, me in, I think, New Holland because having this really healthy community of breweries here helps to educate the consumer yeah. and then the consumer is much more supportive of when you do stuff that might be you know a little bit out in left field you know so uh, right. it's it's a really nice place to be you know i got sent a list because we had talked about it i think on our last show about what the biggest uh, beer drinking states were yeah. we just we were kind of speculating on what states drink a lot and there was a mm-hmm. direct correlation to drinking states and cold weather so, uh, oh, yeah. you know, in some ways, Michigan uh, would be up there because uh, you got a long winter. And, uh, yeah, you, you tend to consume a bit more of that warming stuff when it's freezing outside. California? I thought it had to do with, like, ugly uh, women. I am so sad to say I'm so disappointed in our great state with yeah. all of its size and girth. But we're uh, trying. We, we keep it going. We're, like, we're so far down on that list. It's unbelievable. I'll, I'll see if I can find it at the break. I'll bring it out for the last segment. Uh, California is, like, fourth to last or some ridiculous oh, thing. We have, less, right. we have much really less hard. need for beer goggles. A lot of bottled water getting drank out. <laughs> That's what it is. A lot of vital water going through yeah, per- uh, California. Per- Perrier and all that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Corona. All right. well, you know, a couple of years ago, I was working at, uh, I was up in the Twin Cities. I worked at a place called Minnesota Brewing Company. Yeah. And we made a lot of corn lager, grain belt, pig's eye. We did a lot of contract <laughs> beer, so on and so forth. And uh, the Paps plant closed in Milwaukee. And uh, we Sad went day. down, uh, myself and, and the assistant brewmaster went down to the Paps plant, um, you know, to see what there was to see, and, and maybe we're going to buy, you know, some stuff, some filters or lab gear or whatever. And this guy, Fred, I, God, I can't remember what his last name was, but he was he was the uh, site supervisor. So, you know, here's this old plant. It takes up about nine square city blocks. And this old German guy named Fred is in control of the whole thing. He's the only one working there. And we're running, you know, roughshod through this whole place. And at lunchtime, we're like, hey, Fred, you know, we got some sandwiches and some water over in the cooler. You know, help yourself. Yeah. And he looks at us and he goes, the only water I drink is already in my beer. <laughs> yeah. That's a man. Yeah. Like, all right, Fred. Yeah. You're the real deal, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the real deal. I like JP. No, I'm the fake deal. Nah, Don't you forget it. Pretty much the fake deal. Yeah. Uh, a couple true. more questions. I know you mentioned that most of uh, New Holland beer is distributed right there in Michigan, but one of our listeners, uh, a Canadian, wants to know if uh, you do you ship any of your beer to uh, America's Hat up there. Uh, well, we we don't ship on a regular basis to Canada. We do send some beer up there for a couple festivals. I think we're going to be sending some beer uh, to the, the Mondial del Beer in Montreal this June. I think we did that last year as well. Um, but that's about it, really. We don't do any regular shipment or sales up in Canada. I mean, primarily we're looking at Great Lakes states, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Okay. we got a few others. Uh, Carolinas, Virginia, Kentucky. Um, I think we're about to open up Missouri here, uh, but that's yeah. about it. I think we're in. A, that's about ten states, and that sounds like about the right count. Last time I was looking. Okay. So. 
And last question, and, and probably the most important thing we will have asked you tonight, and even though it's late there now, uh, listeners want to know what you're drinking, John. Have you had a beer this whole time? I've had I've had a couple, actually. Good for you. Um, <laughs> uh, what have you been having? Bringing Sundog, um, which is our amber ale. What was it again? Sorry, I talked over you. My fault. Sundog, our amber ale. Oh, okay. Beautiful. How many, and then let me just do this, just because uh, we didn't do this when we were covering New Holland. How many, uh, you know, uh, I hate to say regular beers, but how many beers do you have in rotation? Uh, you know, kind of your things that people find on the shelf out there that they can look for, and then what are your experimental or seasonal or, you know, special editions? Right. Well, we do we do four beers uh, in the market year-round. Uh, Sundog, Amber Ale, which I'm drinking, uh, Mad Hatter, our IPA, uh, Poet Oatmeal Stout, uh, full Circle, which is our Kolsch. And then we do three seasonals. Uh, we're doing a beer called Golden Cap, which is a Saison. Uh, it's our, our spring-summer seasonal, uh, which will actually be, uh, that's new this year. Um, we do a pumpkin beer called Ichabod in the fall. Oh. And then we do a beer called Cabin Fever in the winter. Now, we refer to the Cabin Fever as a brown ale, but we do... Um, we do kind of a farmhouse fermentation on it. It's really, um, it, it's not really a traditional brown ale. It's rather dark um, and malty, uh, and we're, we're fermenting it somewhat out of control. Um, hmm. Hot, so how hot? You know, it, it is, hot. How hot are we talking? Like nineties? Well, hot. sometimes the beer the beer's been known to get up into eighty degrees on occasion. Oh. Uh, it's not quite as warm as uh, the Saison that we make. Uh, that one we let get up to like 95, Ooh. 100 degrees. Wow. wow. Uh, <laughs> but these beers are already pretty much fermented. You're just doing it at the tail end, right? Or is it pretty much for... No, no. We let that go oh, free rise the fermentation. from the beginning. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I have definitely yeah. heard of hot uh, fermenting Saisons for so that good, you know, kind of farmhouse type of a flavor. Yeah. But but 100 degrees, I've not, I don't think I've, I've heard I've, that. I've, I've heard of people putting them in the attic just to wow. get them hot. Impressive. Awesome mind. Yeah. Well, you know, typically our, our, it's, it, it's an interesting challenge for us because, like I said, in our old location, we had a problem controlling the fermentation because... Um, you know, the tanks that we had and the jackets and, and so forth, they just weren't adequate. Yeah. So when we moved into the new plant, you know, we built these refrigerated cellars, which are great. You know, we have really great control over our standard ale or, or lager fermentation. But now, you know, we're doing this Saison. I want it to ferment hot, and then i got to fight with it to get it up there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're happy to get it over 90 Um and you know, occasionally we'll get we'll get lucky, and it'll go like it went up to 103 the other day. So wow, uh, we were great. we were happy about that. Yeah, we can do that here in Pacheco, man. We can get to 103 easy. No it's problem. 103 in here. <laughs> yeah, this art studio's 103. Piece of cake. Yeah, we'll have to try that. Do some saison. Yeah. All right, you can check out all the stuff that we're talking about, the beers that John just mentioned, over at newhollandbrew.com. And then uh, John said you know, his email addresses are there, other people's, if you want to contact them, ask questions about the beer. Check it all out, newhollandbrew.com. And if you're in the Great Lakes area, it sounds like you can grab their beer uh, pretty much all over the place. Um, I know it's late on the East Coast, John, but I appreciate your time, man. I really do. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's fun to talk to you. Uh, if we're gonna, if we can make it out there sometime, I, I, I've had, I think I've only had two of your beers. It was, uh, um, I, I had the Dragon's Milk, and I don't remember exactly what the other one was, but uh, 
they were both uh, great, great beers. And and so I, I just appreciate what you're doing. And, and people are raving about you on our forum and stuff. So yeah. you're doing something right, man. Hear about you all the time, man. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's great to hear. That's always a, It always gives me a nice feeling when we get that kind of positive feedback back. So... Uh, Thank you all the way out here in California. All the way out in California. Well, just keep it up. That's all we ask. And love to talk to you again about more recipe stuff. And, uh, you know, you got a good outlook on making great beer. So, I again, I appreciate your time, John. Again, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Cool, brother. We'll talk to you again. All right. Sounds great. We'll see you. Bye-bye. There you go, kids. NewHollandBrew.com. It's uh, John Haggerty. He's their brewmaster over there. A staff of six. You can thank them all, not just John. Send them some emails and say what's up and thanks. And uh, it's a good interview. And I heard you on the Brewing Network. I heard you on the Brewing Network. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some, some barrel-aged beer. I was worried about the recipe formulation interview. We've done it before. It's, it tends you to be difficult. It's a tough concern, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a tough interview. Uh, you, you know, we you get a lot of general answers usually when you talk about recipe formulation. John wasn't general. He was very specific and talked about some some really good tips. So I hope you guys he listen was. back and take those tips away because uh, he wasn't general. And that's what, I really, that's, that's what I was worried about. I just hate, you know... A lot of the recipe formulation, yeah. you get that same answer. You get that, uh, well, you got to think about what you want to taste, and then you got to, you know, make that into the beer. Yeah. And, well, Jesus, I can do that. Uh, think about it anyway. It doesn't mean I can put it into the beer. And I think that John gave us some good tips about how to put what yeah. you're thinking about into the beer. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Thank you to Doc for asking good questions today. How about that? Huh? Oh, oh, thank you to me. Yeah. Thank you to, Doc. Thank you to Phil for asking some nice questions oh! today. Uh, and for having Phil. an accent. So, uh, and for having it. Yeah. Elevate her sex drive a little It bit. still didn't keep her awake for the whole show. No, the only time she really enjoys being here 100% of the time is when she's drinking. <laughs> and now that she's on the wagon, you know. I had a good time. I was you did? very occupied with the chat. Oh. And, um, well, we're not done. I hate you, JP. Oh, that's really great. I hate you so much that I just want to Show hate you. Your... Just wanna... No. I just want to strip, <laughs> I just want to strip you naked. I hate you so much. I just want to rip off this sweater. <laughs> Woo! I want to beat you with my aerials. I hate my sweater. I just <laughs> just you know, punch him in the nuts. Burn my sweater. <laughs> oh my god. I was really like, you're done. Chad. We're I done. It was really great. No, my we're just off. We're just going to break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about SF Beer Week. We're going to try a couple more beers that we yeah. have with us. And uh, we got some Belgian candy sugar to give away. We got a special uh, SF Beer Week trivia question for you. It'll be in the chat room, it? And we're going to talk to Tasty about uh, tasty things. Oh! Tasty. I really like tasty things. Very nice. Like nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to type in the chat room now. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft 
beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper Wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus 8. I pour it. Sorry. Looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus 10 versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-Alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah. I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y Yeast 3522 and crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Tongue Splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. And barrel porter. Now on tap in the Mose Isley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. Welcome back to 
back to the session. Just wrapping up things with New Holland Brewing. You can go to newhollandbrew.com. Thanks to John Haggerty for hanging out with us and uh, talking to us about recipe formulation. Yeah, what a good dude, man. Yeah, he was cool. I like that. He's fun. Uh, he took some jabs at JP, which instantly endears him to the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, him and my dad would get along. <laughs> everyone yeah. would like, everyone likes John and your dad, <laughs> JP, because uh, neither one likes you. And that's, that's <laughs> something in common. What happened on uh, Shu's birthday, JP? Totally California to shoe on his birthday. No, I didn't. I called him. Oh, you did? Oh, that's not California. Well, that was oh, yeah. No, I was a fucking man about did it. Did you get a hold of him? Yeah, I talked to him. I was like, hey, I texted look, him. I was like, hey, look, dude. Uh, you Twittered him, didn't you? You're not you? good enough for me to come all the way out there. Yeah. Did you Facebook him? Facebook? No. Um, so I'm still looking for a roommate. And yeah. uh, and I got an email from this guy who lives uh, in L.A. He's going to go up to a college up here. And uh, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, I'm going to be in town I'm a Saturday yeah. um, for the open house for the school. So, you know, can I come by? I was like, fuck, I'm so totally not done painting these rooms. So I had to cancel. I spent all day Saturday. Um yeah, but we went out Friday. Friday. It was Friday. Yeah, no, I, I Friday night, and then oh. I spent all all day Saturday. And he showed up three hours early. He's like, he called me. He's like, hey, I'm out of school. I was supposed to be there at four. Can I be there at one? So I think it's kind of a good thing I kind of skipped out. So I just finished the room. I was putting up the curtains when he pulled up. How how old is this dude? Um, it's illegal to ask that when you're renting a room. So I, I think he's like 28, 29. So uh, but is he hot? He's eight. Yeah. <laughs> he's a hot dude. Uh, he's a cute girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, he brought uh, his lady. He so, brought his lady. So all, you that, know, all that effort you did, he's inked now. He's that's inked. just a front. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. he he seemed like he they, <laughs> they hung out for like an hour and uh, an hour. Yeah, what are you doing? You're just showing him just, a goddamn room. Just, just talking. Just Everything's been painted over. Yeah. Imagine how creepy JP's interview is to move into his place <laughs> for an hour. A fucking hour with JP to figure out if you're going to rent a room he's from walking him. Walking around petting his. That's cat. too much information about yourself, JP. Yeah. Oh, they what love you, the cats. Yeah. What did you? hell did you interview him about for an hour i didn't interview it was mainly you know okay so here's the kitchen the uh, the garage and he goes he rides a bike so i told him about about you jerks and i uh, said yeah i got a, a few guys who who ride bikes if you All want right. bike riding friends okay because um, he's from la he doesn't know anybody here yeah um so you know we're asking about that look you know checking out the back room the living room all that kind of stuff yeah the that's other 13 rooms. minutes and, so, then, okay. and then we were just talking. Like, uh, he, he goes, so, you know, how's the neighborhood? You know, it's just basic you're like, random wait, fucking wait, wait, questions. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet you put him in a chair. He said, I want you to sit there for about 15 minutes. I want to see how cool you look chilling <laughs> yeah. over there. I want, you to, I want you to watch me play Warcraft for 15 <laughs> minutes, and I want to see how you react to that. You Actually, ever- we made him a character. <laughs> yeah. That's what took an hour. Yeah. You're like, well, oh, listen, yeah. if you're going to live here, you're going to have to have your own character. <laughs> we're going to have to go on raids. So we better do this now. <laughs> Um, Got no, your own headset. An yeah. hour? Come on. What'd you do? Oh. Okay, 45 minutes. Did no. you Did you give him a beer? Did you guys have yeah. a beer together? No, we didn't have a beer together. Would you together. have made dishes for you or something like that? So you, uh, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you fire up the egg? No, I didn't fire up the egg. But uh, no, it was cool. I mean, his girlfriend mainly did most of the time. He seemed oh, yeah. like a quiet dude, real clean cut guy. He's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know, you know, Monday. He like, didn't ask you if you got a basement. And his, and his girlfriend wouldn't shut up for forty-five minutes. No, she was asking, like, you know, so how's the neighborhood? You know, and mm-hmm. how how are your neighbors? And uh, you know, <laughs> and you, you know, say blah, 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 they blah. hate me. Yeah, but well, I hate them. They they hate I don't me. know. I don't go out of my house, but I have a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I've never here and work. seen any of them. Yeah. If that's just, what you mean, it's just shit like that. You know. Um, uh, seriously, stuff, think about man. how cre- Chad. You, help me out here. How creepy would oh, it be? Yeah, Chad, to go, help him out because he's not doing well on his own. How creepy would it yes. be to go interview with JP to rent a room? Terrible. I bet it's really <laughs> creepy. Is that why you canceled our bad that experience? Yeah. <laughs> Chad was thinking about moving out for a second, and then he went for a JP interview. I think I'm going to send people over there that he doesn't know about. <laughs> you should. <laughs> 
So is it a done deal? Is this guy in or what? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, he's like, oh, cool. And he seemed kind of into it. And then he's like, all right, well, um, you know, I guess I'll I'll call you Monday and I'll let you know what's up. I said, cool. Are you looking at some more houses while you're here? He goes, no. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, then, yeah, let me know, I guess. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> because you creeped them out. Do you run down a list of like expectations? No. Yeah, what is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are your? What are your? Uh, this has to be this way. Like, you have to do this. You have to do that. I said I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty mellow about a lot of shit. I like to, you know, uh, Did you tell them which shelves were his in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, you can only use the bathroom uh, alternating Tuesdays. No, I was just said basically um, my last roommate uh, would love leaving the heater on real high and all the lights on in the room and being in one room for an hour. Mm-hmm. She loved doing that, and I said as long as you're cool with not doing that, then I I don't really. Have that's why rules. she's not here. Yeah, I don't have any I don't have any rules. And he yeah, goes, but I'm not, You know what though? I ain't, I'm not buying that, JP. You got I rules. Don't, no. Come on, you got rules. The only rule I have it's like it's like basic shit. Like uh, what if you and, come out? Yeah. And he is watching, you know, uh, you know, uh, the baseball game in his boxers. It's a Sunday morning, you know. Uh, you you come out for your coffee. And he's reading well, your I, paper. I'm he's counting got, on that. He's got nothing on but his boxers. Yeah. He's just spread out on your couch. Yeah, all splayed. You're um, all right with that? That's no, then I would, uh, uh, you know, I would. Well, see, it, it, well. <laughs> How do you gonna see it? Who's gonna see it? Nobody's coming over to your house. Yeah. No, but but okay. So well, it, I guess there's a fine line between like uh, proper breeding and uh, you know basic rules and living with someone, right? Yeah, but, so uh, just don't touch your shelf in the refrigerator. Yeah. we're good. No, well, he's he's a he's a hockey fan. He likes sharks, so we don't. There's no conflict there. I told him about 24 on Mondays. And, uh, and hockey, and, and that's all. And World of Warcraft, leave me the fuck alone. Well, you know, he goes. So, so what Six do you do? And so I said, well, you know, Sunday nights I have this retarded radio thing. I don't know why I, I do it because <laughs> I don't. No one there likes me. I don't get money for it. But yeah. Um, and then I uh, like you. No, you don't. Oh, no, no, every no, five I, minutes, I no one who matters <laughs> likes me. Oh. Every five minutes, you're one way or the other. Yeah. And then uh, I said, pretty much, I don't go out. I just stay at home play video games. You told him that. I totally told him that. <laughs> with my cats. Yeah. I, that's he, why he's not. Ca- you're that's not going to hear like, from him oh, again. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll no. call you Monday. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You know, I don't really. I don't. I don't feel like I need to hide who I am. <laughs> did you let him? Did you let him look? Except into you your... need somebody in that room. Yeah, exactly. In that room, yeah. Did you let him look into your closet? See all your skin suits hanging out there? <laughs> no, the angle that he was in, he missed it. No. All right, let's go to the phones. It looks like I've got... Uh, yeah, go to the phones. <laughs> I've got wood. <laughs> what? I've got we wood. have wood. Calling in. Uh, he's calling in for... Uh, is his wife? It's his wife. His wife Kim might be drunk of the week, but Kim's not calling in. I'm I'm told that Tell her to get on the phone and call her something. Like, I don't know, a loopy uh, con. Who's on the line? Is it Kim or Wood? <laughs> This is Wood. Hey, Wood. What's happening, brother? What's up, friends? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Greenwood, California, huh? um, I've been a listener for many moons. Great. Appreciate it, I love Doc. (laughs) I love love Justin. Oh, thanks, man. I uh, love Bevo. Oh. Oh, Oh, that's nice. Thank you. And you you love, what was the last one? You love Tasty? I love Tasty. (laughs) Oh, man. Who doesn't love And my wife is now listening, and she is brewing. Yeah, it's good, right? Oh, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I love tasty, tasty. So my wife is uh, experiencing the chat for the first time. Oh, boy. God. I'm sorry. And she's going off. She's not wearing pants. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm right. really excited about the fact that there is no bush this year. 
Uh, what? Oh, she just pulled up. Well, how do you, it's because okay. she's not wearing any pants. You know that? <laughs> she's not wearing pants, and she's excited about no bush, so she made that. Uh, what is it? Good. Oh, she no went no bush. Well, anyways, right. It's Obama. Is what she oh, no bush. Yeah, thank you, Bevo. You're quick. <laughs> yeah, Did you get good. it? Catch no bush. Uh, well, we got so Bevo didn't get it, but don't worry. I spelled it out for her. Yeah, yeah, we should draw her. And so I tried to encourage her. She just brewed her first beer all by herself. Oh, that's good. We're really liking her now. She sounds really hot so far. She is pantless. Wow. So yeah. I am here to call in for her. She refuses to talk, but she's standing here next to me. She can't win with if no she, pants. And she she's showing me the fact that she does not support Bush. <laughs> well, you should put the phone down and take care of that. Uh, call us back later, my now, friend. Now, uh, and JP, she's yeah. worried about JP, too. Oh, who worried about? Put her on the phone. I need to talk to her. <laughs> okay, one moment, please. Right. Hold, hold on. Here's Kim. He's so polite. What's up, bitches? Hi, Kim. Oh, hi, Kim. What's up, guys? How oh. are you? Oh, it is a chick. Yeah. I thought for a second it just was him I with his high voice. Going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Kim. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you too. Uh, I oh. hear that uh, you're 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 really you know getting involved in the chat and and in the spirit of the chat, you're no pants. That's right. That's a good girl, right so, there. Interesting. It's good times. Yeah. And uh, you're also uh, you happy. You gotta rub it a little. You know, it's okay. Okay. Whoa, you got, okay. You got to do that too, my friend. Okay. And uh, and you're also happy that there's uh, uh, that Obama is in office. I'll be yeah. I'll be nice. Yeah. 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 No push, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you're you're oh, uh, you know uh, Wood. Your husband is telling us that you're really uh, proving it to him. Does that mean are we just no pants or are we entirely bottomless, dear? Well. How much, how much time do we have? Enough. Because, how much you know. time do you need? Oh, hey. All right. Well, here's the zipper. It's so good. It's okay. You know, I was saying earlier, Justin's laugh just makes my fucking panties wet. Can I say that? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Who are we talking okay. to? Yeah, and you can say it again, too. And, uh, and by the this way, the I can't afford network. this kind of flattery. Who are we paying? Well, nothing. No, it's all good. It's all good. Wait, Andy just said, I have to sing Hot Nuts. Hot nuts. Oh, Wood said that. Hot nuts. <laughs> Wood. Yeah, don't, don't get his real know. name yeah. here. He might run for Congress one day. Wood. Come on, I have the day off tomorrow. Yeah, Give me a Wood. break. Oh, well, do, do me a favor. Would oh you God. Would you uh, put the phone down and uh, go handle your husband? <laughs> oh, no, why, sure. Wait. All right. Hold on a second. Tell us right, what you've great. been drinking first. Wait. Oh, my own um, homebrew. Which was? Uh, the S- Slick and Wood. Stout uh, clone. All right. Sorry. Very nice. Sorry, that just brought everything to a screeching fucking halt. Sorry. That's, now, JP but, did that. You're yeah. all right. No, I want to go bang her husband <laughs> on the air. That's wait, what I want. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-huh. Okay, unzip that. Okay, hold right on. Here. Okay. Hold okay. On. Oh, what? What is... Hello? What in yeah. there? Hello? What's going on? Well, you tell us what's going on, Wood. Yeah. You, you know, know Wood is going on right, right now. Hold on one second. Let me get some audio. Hang up. Hold on. Hold, I don't want to say hang up. No. Oh, dear. Would just pretend you hung up and put the phone down. <laughs> now I have to split the show into two episodes. Give me a second. Oh my god! Oh, uh, what's going on? I- oh, it's too much Jesus. fakeness. Oh, whoa. Hello. <laughs> Is he that quick? What are you, JP? Oh, and <laughs> hold impossible. on one second. And jeez. Uh, okay. I think you just shit on her. <laughs> okay, I gotta pass the phone back to my uh, my wife. Okay. Kim Beerly, get it? 
smart. No, I don't, actually. I get it. Hey, JP, my wife is worried about you. Why? Put her on the phone. She's hotter than you, Sam. I'm going to put her back on, but I'd like her to express her concern. I'm sure most people would agree. Um, She saw your picture in the first Morbier catalog. Oh, And uh, now she saw your picture on your Facebook page. And she's concerned about the the changes she's seeing. I look awful, right? Well, put her on the phone. No, you look great, but here she is. (laughs) Love you. They look great. Hi. Hi. <laughs> now, what you so you're worried about me? A little bit. What's what are you worried about? Well, it's just a drastic change, man. Like I feel what? dirty. Which part? I like spent that. three like years. It's not that drastic. Shh, you guys are ruining this for me. Okay. What, what are you? Uh, you talking like, about the big fat, the big fat Speci- belly? Specifically, what you talking about? My my go- my go- my guck. Well, no, man. It's just everything. You were like the total fucking frat boy with the. Wow. Ball cap and everything, and then you know you're like, woo, 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 woo. You're like beer and the yeah. shaped head and shit. Now you yeah. like rape I'm cats. Like, what's, what's wrong? Is he sick or some shit? Like no, I don't know. No, he is kind of. Worried about me, baby. We've we've worried about the same thing. He is a little sick yeah. mentally, not physically. Oh, hey, yeah. mentally he's all right. Yeah, as long as I well, can me- handle it physically, I'm, I'm fine, more worried right? about you. You're kind of creeping me out at this yeah. point. I'm, I think, hey, I'm, whoa! I think I'm in love with Kim. I think I'm just gonna say, yeah. hey, man, yeah. it's all good. All right. JP's we'll work happy it out at what? We'll work it out in June. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, oh, JP at the Brewing Network. Did we just Network. arrange a three-way in yeah. June? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. Ice- three-way. What <laughs> was that Andy all happy about that? We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna build the Eiffel Tower in uh, Oakland. I'll tell oh, you what. Oh, oh, oh I love you Paris. You stole my fucking idea. We were ready to like go and do the Eiffel Tower above your head and shit and like uh, take pictures and. Tell you what, JP at the Brewing Network dot com. Give me a photo journal of yourself and and I'll see if we can be friends. You need to just go on Facebook, 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 and you'll see it. Friend me, friend me, and then I'll uh, I'll, I'll see if we can. It be is friends. done, done I'll and done. I'll sir. see if we can thank be friends. You. All right, thank well, you for your Kim concern, is Kim. definitely in you the guys, running for drunk of the week. On the show, and right? uh, we'll take some more calls now. Right now, she's at the yeah. top of the list. Thank yeah, you very much. Uh, all right, all right. Catch Bye, you later. <laughs> if if women win this medal, they have to get uh, topless pictures taken with it on. I'm sorry, that's the rule. We're putting it down right now. That's chauvinistic. Is that Bush optional? Bush is optional. All right. Man. Uh, so we had the Slickster and Wood. Good. Next. Wow. Bevo. Bevo feels dirty. Hey, Justin, <laughs> g- give her a little... That was amazing. Like, Give her give her a thrill and laugh a little bit. I don't even... I don't even remember, I don't even remember laughing. I don't know how I laugh. I'll tell you a joke. Mufasa's got the... <laughs> oh, yeah. What's, I mean... Uh, <laughs> nuts. I don't know what my laugh dirty. is. It'd be fake S- if I did. Send her a loop. It was good until the fake... Uh, Fake uh, going down yeah, yeah. bits. Yeah, what was that all about? That was I mean, get it together, Wood. Come dick. on, we were all nervous that we would have I to would... make a second show out of that. Yeah, I'd believe it if it was JP because it, you know, but it's been. No, I, actually, yeah. I wouldn't have. No, you would not even then. Yeah. Well, well, that's it was re- JP. That's the only reason to wear rubbers, so you don't, you know, because it would have had to have been fake. Yeah. Up until then, though, eight 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 four zero one beer. That's your number for uh, drunk of the week calls. Let's cover the sour beer festival a little bit. Is that the triple rock today? So we did the. Uh, uh, told you at the beginning of the show, we did the uh, Anchor Brewing SF Beer Week kickoff. Yeah. 132 events, I think there are Listen, this week. I was, I happened to look on uh, internet. Uh, just, I figured, you know, there's a couple things here and there on, on this. The uh, interweb. Oh, yeah, but just a couple of things on the San Francisco Beer Week thing. Yeah. Uh, some beer dinners here and a few things there. They've got East Bay, South Bay, San Francisco, and there's no way in hell you could make it to all these. No, things. you can't. There's too many. There's so no. many things. Uh, Paxton's doing two beer dinners that, that I saw. Yeah, yeah. right. 
Uh, Once might, tonight, actually, at the two one eight. Yeah, he must be going nuts. Yeah. Should we go crash? Uh, there's, it's just so much going on everywhere. What a dick move that Sully would make his Paxton d- uh, beer dinner on a Sunday night, knowing full well that we would want to be there. Should right. we call him? And then... And I saw that, too. And then, you see what I'm saying? And booking our favorite chef... Uh, I mean, let's face it. We discovered. But you know Sean what? S- I think we introduced those guys. Uh, didn't we? Yeah. And then he, you know, he plans the beer dinner on the very night, the one night of the entire. How many yeah, we nights a week done. do we broadcast? Uh, one. one, one. He plans his beer dinner on the very night that we got to be in this studio. Let's call him. Looking at JP. Smelling yeah. these dog farts. You know farts. what? Smelling dog yeah. farts. They're, right now, they're having like, uh, you know, nitrogen sorbet made at the table, and we're smelling my lab's ass. Yeah. And I looking did, at my to duck. To tell you the truth, I, Sully's probably too cool to even make it. <laughs> you think he didn't even go there? <laughs> he probably didn't pull a Sully and yeah. didn't go there. Well, I don't How know. great would it have been if Sully showed up here while Paxton <laughs> was doing his dinner there? Yeah. Stephanie wanted to have a dinner, so we decided to go out to Berkeley somewhere. Sunday. I mean, I can't help but think it was that, that maybe he doesn't like us. Maybe it was deliberate. Maybe he thought, listen, if I'm going to have a, a good party, well, it's going to be a dinner. If I, I want it to be appetizing for my guests, I can't have the BN there. Maybe that's what they yeah. gave him, and that's what he had to suffer with. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. We haven't gotten any invitations to the other events that they're having there. It's all kinds of events. I, I so I Let's saw, call him. Let's I call saw him that. I go, cool. What day is that? I go, oh, oh. It's Sunday. I know. Let's call him right now. And then next Sunday, uh, I, I don't want to give it away yet because we got some other things. Right. I can't give it away yet. Right. But uh, we're away, busy next away. Sunday, too. And Anyway, point is, yeah, Paxton's got a couple of different dinners going on. There's so much stuff going on. It's just insane. I'll cover some more stuff. Let's go to a call real quick. We got, That's so tasty, uh, tasty. Grundle from Boston <laughs> has a question about beer. Grundle, what's happening? Hey, what's happening, man? How are you, brother? Hey. You sound like a grundle. Not bad. Not bad. What do you got? Hey, I got a question for you, Fruits, about fruit. All right. Go for it. I got uh, a triple going, and I want to throw in, I got two pounds of dried apricots, but they've got potassium sorbate and sulfur dioxide. All right. I guess that's a preservative? Yeah. I get mixed stories on if it's going to kill the yeast or not. No, it, all it does is it inhibits them from growing so that you can't really build up the yeast in the potassium sorbate. Mm. It will still ferment. You can still do that. If you've got a big yeast going in there, big yeast cake going, you're still fine. Uh, But if you uh, have a lot of stuff, like uh, just an apricot uh, brandy or whatever whatever you're trying to do, a cider, uh, you're going to have some issues with that. Uh, It just just, stops them from replicating. So should I wait before? So I'm about to pitch. Should I wait until, uh, give it a couple days and then pitch the fruit? Because I'm about to pitch the yeast right now. Oh, uh, no, just go ahead and, uh, actually, I'd do the beer first, and then once the beer's gone almost through, uh, yeah, all, all, all the way through primary, right. then then you can pitch that through. You're going to have... Uh, the fruit after? Yeah, the fruit after. Yeah. Uh, let it do let it do uh, replication, let it build, uh, let it go almost all the way through your primary fermentation, then pitch the fruit, fruit near the uh, last part of the primary. It uh, The extra sugar's going to give it time to go through. It'll still ferment. Don't worry about that. I can still bottle condition after I pitch the fruit. It won't kill the yeast. Uh, I won't kill it. It just it stops it from uh, replicating to make more yeast. It just slows cool. it down from that. So you should still be okay. So you may want to just add some yeast when you uh, uh, usually when when I'm bottle fermenting, I, I want to I'll add some more yeast back into it because at the very least my my yeast is tired. Uh, so I just you're I, old. Yeah, I'm not that tired. Uh, but I, 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 I but give, does it have a good stomach like this one? The last thing I ever want is to you know all this 
bottling that I'm doing, and and I, it comes out two weeks later, three weeks later, and oh, that isn't what I wanted. Yeah. What can I do to save this? I don't want that. I stack the deck in my favor. Be proactive. Yeah. And proactive, and I, I throw more yeast into it just to, just to you know, help it along. Uh, more importantly, what can we do to stop JP from replicating? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm pretty much self-monitoring in that area. <laughs> He's doing that on his own. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks, brother. All right. Thanks, fellas. Cheers. I'm growing this beard. That's That should be good enough. <laughs> That's your replication prevention. Yeah. 888-401-BEER. Use the number if you want to call them for Drunk of the Week or uh, other things. We're going to be doing a contest here to give away some Belgian candy sugar here in a couple minutes. Uh, so of these events, you know, uh, the kickoff uh, Friday night was great. Uh, Saturday... Double IPA Festival, really a good time. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Drake's... Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Triple Rock. Forgive me, Roger. Now you're with Triple Rock. I forget. Just know you from Drake so often. But uh, Triple Rock won themselves a nice silver yeah. for yeah, their... Uh, yeah, IMAX, it's called. IMAX. Uh, usually their regular IPA is IPAX, but uh, they brewed an IMAX, and I tasted it. I didn't taste it at the festival yesterday. Tasted it today. and uh, I had it today, too. It was good. It, isn't it nice? And I don't like IPAs. Yeah, That's why I didn't go to that, that fest, too. After bitching about not liking the IPAs. And then, yeah. now, our sort of resident IPA buffs, uh, Tasty and Shat, uh, the IMAX was pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah it was very good. Yeah. You know, you guys, awesome these two fucking retards, uh, we go <laughs> to uh, the double two? IPA festival. <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedle. Looking at JP. And, uh, you know, you, you pay, a, it's a good chunk of change, you get a glass, you get some tickets. Yeah. What well, do they do? They go stand in line for Pliny. The younger. <laughs> yeah. and they get Pliny at every goddamn No, no, it's bar. been a year. No, the younger we haven't had for a year. So oh, we're, yeah. and, then, and then, all right, but later on it wasn't the younger. Later on, you're like, oh, I'm going to get one more ticket, have one more beer. And you go get Pliny. Regular Pliny. I saw it. It's a reference beer. <laughs> oh, a tasty asked me the other night, Friday night. He tasty, asked, tasty, He looks tasty. at me and he says, uh, are you going to the IP, double IPA festival <laughs> tomorrow? <laughs> he looks at me like, you think I'm going to burn brownie points to go there? Yeah. He's actually not a big fan of the hot No. no. But ta- not- Tasty. I- yeah. <laughs> you couldn't stay away. Well, no, no. It's like uh, T to the A. It's still one of the best on double A. Tasty T to the A to the S-T-E. Why, girl, you taste it. You might not earn Bernie points, but uh, Michael eat them for you. Watching JP sing <laughs> yeah. that song is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my yeah, life. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I love you, but it's gross. You're gonna. I see. I became a new word. It's guck. It's like a gunt, but uh, it's not uh, above. You know, it's above my uh, whatever. So pizza port won gold, and uh, really. Yeah. They're doing some good right? things. Why'd you look at me like that, Tasty? I get right. that right? That's right. Don't give me funny looks when I'm clearing you. No. You know how bad I am with facts. So no. if I throw out good facts, I need you to cheer and that not give me one. funny looks. Huzzah! Uh, and then silver medal to our man Roger and his assistant brewer, George. Let's not leave George out of the mix here with no. IMAX. And that was an amazing beer. I don't know who got bronze, actually. Uh, People's Choice. Uh, go ahead, Tasty. Yeah, Pliny the Elder. Yeah, there you go. Everybody Pliny the Elder got, as always, uh, People's Choice. Wonderful beer. I had somebody come up to me. In fact, I think it might have been uh, Beer Pal. You guys remember Beer Pal? Punch right. me in yeah, the balls. <laughs> from uh, Matt, Hot yeah, nuts. Matt, Matt Pearson. Uh, yeah. Early on in the BN years, he helped us out a whole bunch. Good dude. Good guy. A yeah. Doe's member. And he well, came up to me and he said, you know, he helped us. He said, you know, uh, Pliny won again and I almost wish that I hadn't, uh, I hadn't voted for it. <laughs> because it won again. And that would have helped? And that, well, but uh, what I ended up saying what was, you know, mean? Uh, and, and, and I think when you have a, a, a just a, a massive success like Pliny, people start to think, well, I wish something else would win. And I, I can understand the philosophy, but you know what? 
Not if it deserves it. And as much as I'm making fun of you two for always grabbing Pliny, uh, what I said to Matt was, well, if it was your best double IPA today, then that's your people's choice vote. I don't care if it's one for 15 years. If it's the best double IPA for 25 years, then that's where you put your vote. And that's what the people did, man. People's choice again. Um, Pliny the Elder. It's a reference beer. It's a standard. I wish I could win people's choice. I know you do. Yeah. Or dog's uh, choice. You might want to start, Cat's uh, choice. start placing your wishes in other baskets. Oh. Well, is this is the BN wish basket too full? <laughs> it might be, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, the BN wish basket is really <laughs> goddamn full. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, though. And, and even yeah. though uh, I, I did comp- uh, you know, kind of complain about not being into the double IPAs, I, I enjoyed myself and I met some really cool people. I always liked that. Saw some good brewers. And there were some nice beers there. Uh, but today, and I was really looking forward to it now for uh, about a week, since I found out about the uh, the Sour Beer Festival. And really, I meant it when I said that uh, uh, the only thing you can bounce back from a double IPA festival with is a Sour Beer Fest. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you yeah. beat up your palate for You can't a good... drink a more double IPA, that's for sure. I mean, when we left uh, the bistro yesterday, we, uh, me and Tasty Shat, we tried to go. We did go. We went to the Trappist to try to, try to keep it going. We were ambitious. We were beered out. Uh, we, we had sour beer there. We had sour beer there, right. just to, and even that we, you know, it was nice. So it was great. Uh, don't get me wrong, but we, we were falling asleep at the table. Uh, we were done, <laughs> oh, and we were man. bearded out, and yeah. and, and, and See, that's well, a big sugar of, drop. After it's a little like more that. than palate fatigue, you know. Fatigue, fatigue. You know, it, it's funny. You can get beard out, but it's rare. I think you, that you can get sour beard out. Mm. You know, I mean, if, it's not happened to me yet. If I'll say that this festival was—I don't know why no one's thought of it before—and kudos to Roger for for putting this thing together because yeah, he had beers you, that I've never heard of. Shit, I, I, just you'll never you'll never get out here, and and yeah, it was it was amazing, and I I, yeah. I really almost tried to talk you into canceling the show so we can stay there because I you know it's still going on right now. Into it, actually, I didn't want to. I'm happy to be here. We did a great show oh, today. For I sure, think. but, but uh, yeah, Phil, uh, you've been around Sarah beers a lot, and you, and you spent a lot of half your year. In, in Belgium, oh. I think, and in that area, yeah. uh, was there anything that you hadn't tried there today? Anything surprising to you at the at the fest today? Get ready, Bivo. The I didn't go there. For, I, to be honest, I didn't go there for the Belgians. I I live so close to Belgium. I spend a lot so much time every week there. But we had uh, some American sours. Yeah, yeah. the effing grape from Valley's f- fantastic. <laughs> Good uh, name, by the way. Effing grape was the name <laughs> of the actual name of the beer. <laughs> really? Yeah. Very very nice beer. Mm. Yeah. It was, that's I mean the Bethlehem. Uh, Framboise yeah. and cra- uh, cranberries. Oh, yeah, they were great fun. Yep. Um, I was just I was just stoked to be able to drink so many good sours from America and primarily the West Coast around here, and it was it was just a brilliant experience. Yeah. And uh, I mean, some people did look at me a bit odd that I wasn't drinking Cantillon and Dry Fontaine. I know that's because you look like a retard. <laughs> 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 yeah, the beer's optional. Yeah. <laughs> um, the um, the, it was just it was just brilliant to see yeah. people trying sours over here. I mean, yeah. the Ballast Point one. Um, oh, that was nice. A bunch yeah. of uh, blackberries, I think mm. they put in the sour Ballast wench. Point. Let me see. I got sour it. Bevo, I think. I got the list yeah. right here. The Ballast Sour Wench, uh, Sour Mash Wheat Ale with yeah. Blackberries. Yeah, that's really good. Really then, like that. And then uh, the, the cap, I think the, some of the best ones were Rogers, the... Um, the port and the uh, the cherry the cherry port and ah the, from the, the black, from Drake's yeah. Drake's ones yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a couple they of different were. Drakes uh, cherry port which was a six year old imperial stout aged in a port barrel and that was with Bing cherries and that was Rogers beer they were, oh well, yeah they if it's six Rogers. years old that's yeah. right it was Rogers yeah. absolutely right and then the other one was the blueberry port which again was a six year old imperial stout the what uh, with uh, uh, a blueberry port blueberry. with uh, main issues. blueberries right. what I say uh, it sounded like you said blueberry I think, that, I think that one went into port barrels as well so ah yeah they both did. 
good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was teasing you. Just a lot of uh, really uh, amazing beers. You mentioned the Bethlehem beers. I have those in my notes. Uh, Bethlehem. Uh, <laughs> but the funny thing is, uh, I go up for uh, to Roger. I'm walking by, and he says, "Hey, I'm just opening this. I have five bottles." Of this Bethlehem uh, framboise, uh, so he kind of gra- pulls me aside to, to give me a taste, and uh, I don't hear him very well. It's, I have bad hearing anyway. It's kind of loud in there, and I thought he said, uh, "Yeah, here's this amazing beer. I only have five bottles. It's from Transylvania." <laughs> and he pours, it. and I'm like, "Really? What's the brewery?" He says, "Oh, it's Bethlehem." And I walk away, and I start talking to another brewer. I felt like such an asshole. <laughs> I start talking to another brewer, uh, Chris from uh, North Coast. I'm yeah. talking to him, and I go, "Hey, have you had that beer from Transylvania?" <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm goes, so, and I did feel like an asshole, but I'm so glad he corrected me because I was all ready to come on the show today and go, "Hey guys, listen, Transylvania there sour, is beers this sour beer from Transylvania." Face up. We would just give you that same cross-eyed look he gave. You. Yeah, yeah. A uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and it's Bethlehem Brewing Company. They uh, two Brew beers works. that he had there, yeah. and uh, one of them was their framboise, which I liked more than their others, which they did. It was a sour beer they I did agree. with cranberry. Yeah, and the cranberry is really unique and interesting to taste. I loved to taste it, but the framboise was it's a taste it. fucking impressive. Really yeah, good. the cranberry was uh, cinnamon. It had a lot of cinnamon kind of going on. But, yeah, when it uh, warmed up, it did. Yeah. 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 One, how did you guys get on with that um, Berlin advice from Patrick Rue? Uh, uh, that, yeah. uh, yeah. that, that was probably my favorite beer. That was the from the brewery down in Pasadena. You remember the show just a few weeks ago? Yep. You can go check Patrick. it out if you want to learn more about Patrick. And yes, he sent up a Berliner Weitz. And uh, I'm not a big fan of the Ber- uh, Berliner Weitz in general. Uh, it was the wheat thing. But, uh, oh, that's true. That's true. This beer is well, great. Patrick's got to meet the great. brewer, too, uh, somewhere this week, too. Yeah, he's got an event. You know, yeah. if it's yeah. later it's in the a week, Friday, then, I think. Okay, then because we thought he was going to be up here, but we're surprised not to see him. No, I, I think so. it's I think it's Friday afternoon. I want city beer. Somebody, it's oh, somewhere okay, in the city. Good. So good. it's Friday afternoon. I think. Pretty sure. Uh, so Patrick at, from the brewery. Listen, everybody loves Patrick's beers. Uh, that I don't know if he's got a charmed uh, brewery or what, but uh, brand new brewer and people are loving his stuff. Yeah. And that Berliner Weitz was was really amazing it's today. Good. How do you pronounce the name of the uh, the brewery that makes the Duchess? Phil, you know how to say that? Vahega, isn't it? Vahega, yeah. Vahega. Vahega. I don't even know what. We need to get your wife to come pronounce it. It sounds very Jewish. Vahega. Vashnikin. Vahega. Now, Verhaga had uh, a creek on tap today. Yeah, how do you even pronounce that? I don't know. <laughs> creek. Uh, well, they just have it as their Ekta Kreeken beer, right? And oh, it's you a, did that well. Uh, Ekta Kreeken beer. And it, it, so it's a, here's what I liked about this creek, is that it was a brown ale <coughs> first. So it wasn't just a regular creek right. where it tastes too desserty, right? Too sweet, yeah. too much. It was a brown ale, so it had this great malty beer flavor. And then it had this sour creek flavor on top of that. So you definitely, it was sweet, but it was also sour, and it tasted like a beer, not like a dessert. I, that's the only beer I went back for twice. I, I got two two glasses Ooh. of that. I didn't. You know, I was trying a lot of different beers, but that one uh, when yeah. I called I, when I called last call for all you guys because we had to get yeah. to the show. Yeah. I went back for that. Uh, really impressive, better than any Duchess I've ever had, and that's I the Duchess. Completely brewer. agree. Just you ever had Leafman's? Uh, you know, it sounds familiar. Paper, paper, it used to be yeah. in paper wrap bottles. Yeah. yeah, I have had it. Yeah, that's, it's yeah. the same sort of mold as, as uh. those. It's, it's uh, sort of East Flanders. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just I love that Flanders like brown ale flavor behind it, so you get beer malt. That's a beer too. And then you get you, you still get the cherry and the sweet and the sour. But you know what I'm saying? The difference is something like a creek where you you can only have it for dessert. It's that sweet. It's yeah. that uh, you don't get much. But they're not beer, all like you know. that. Uh, that's more new. 
that the very sweet mm. kind of uh, sweet. They, they add back the sweetness. I see. Uh, you can get some that are just really raspy. Yeah, very sour. Everything you want yeah. out of it. If you get the raw the raw golden band from Leafman's, which is the, the base beer that has no fruit in it, that ages really well. For one, but will become. Um, almost like a Pinot Noir actually is so hard and sharp oh yeah it's, it come, I mean it's. We, I think at home we've got 18, 20 year old bottles of it and it's, it's phenomenal stuff okay and it just it does become just a hard sour beer yeah but then you ch- ch- dump the fruit in it and unfortunately a lot of things that are happening in Belgium they're putting sugars back into yeah. these beers I'm sure you see it with things like Lindemann's and, and it's the worst thing you could do yeah. well, in my opinion but it sells their beer it does but you it's, know it's, uh, it's it a gateway like, beer yeah it sells to the people that aren't going to buy it uh, it, it, it beforehand. You see what I mean? It sells to the people that are like, oh, I had a lit this creek. It's amazing. It doesn't sell to people like us uh, at all because uh, we appreciate good taste. Um, but you're cheap. <clears throat> I am cheap. That's true. Which is why these fest, which is why I was so thankful to Roger for yeah, this festival dude. because you go in, you know, you get a glass for 20 bucks and yep. you buy some tokens and you can do all these different tastings. Uh, let's face it, sour beer is expensive. Yes, you can't is. always afford to do this. So the kind of tasting that Roger and Triple Rock set up for us today is something that, uh, you know, uh, Doc could do, but we can't. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> uh, without going in, you know, we would have gone to the bottle shop. And first yeah. of all, not yeah. found ninety percent of these beers. Right. And all. second of all, for the ones that we could find, uh, find we would have spent uh, three hundred bucks on yeah. beer. The Ballast Point beer we had just mentioned kind of briefly. I wanted to bring this up again. The reason I wanted to bring it up is because uh, so the Ballast Point is called Sour Wench, and they did a sour mash wheat ale and added blackberries. And they added a lot of blackberries, uh, just judging by the taste. I don't yeah. know. Uh, we'll ask. Yousef's going to come on the show in April. He's the brewer there. We'll ask him particularly. But really a lot of blackberries. But I wanted to mention it because it had a, a pretty nice sourness to it. And it wasn't a yeast. Uh, uh, it wasn't a fermentation sour. It was that sour mash that he's uh, describing uh, here. Malt mash. And, but it was a significant amount of sourness that I wouldn't have expected just out of a, out of a sour mash. And to me, it was yeah. an example of... Doing a nice sour mash, yeah. Instead of just relying on the bacteria and the yeast, I don't think they relied on that. They relied on just this mash. To me, it seemed more, uh, really more like a fruit tartness yep. than sour, and that, that's really what I got out of it. And that's what I kind of liked. Uh, it had this, you know, kind of cool purple uh, foamy head on it. Yeah, uh, and it, you know, it, it was it was good. It was uh, you know, you tasted it. You tasted the fruit, you tasted the tartness, and then it kind of just went away. Yeah. It was uh, it was really really clean. It was very nice. One of the best looking beers there today. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. And, and like you mentioned, just that the head was that color that yeah. it was pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, uh, and I'll, uh, I might say it to my dying day, Cantillon. <laughs> oh man, uh, it almost always steals the show. Uh, I had their goose, and as far as I'm concerned, um, I don't know that anybody else makes a goose. Uh, it, it's just an un- unbelievable. Uh, just called their classic goose. You can buy it here all over the U.S. The Shelton Brothers import it for us, and uh, it's such a goddamn impressive beer. And I'm always impressed by them because here it was. Uh, we had a couple different Cantillon, all stood up next to world class beers, and it's still. In my opinion, is uh, uh, takes the cake almost every time. Uh, Even the only one I guess that, that impressed me more was the no the the one the guys who make the Duchess the oh, Verhagen. Oh, their, their creek was probably the only one uh, that impressed me more today than the Cantillon. Well, it, it, another reason why this fest was so great is even to do that, even to do a, a Trey Fontaine versus a, a Cantillon, that's forty bucks. Yeah, just right there. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Um, Which is why I brought a suitcase home from Cantillo. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to somebody today, and I, I, I said, you know, I got. I, it was, I was just telling him, I've said it on the air, how impressed I was with being able to go to the brewery and how it made my trip. And then I went back and I bought a suitcase of beer. And he kind of looked at me funny because we can get all those beers here. And I just said, well, yeah, but I can't get them for eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I can get them for eight bucks. You know, it's at least 25 bucks here. It was dead in, when you came back from Cantillon. It was dead interesting when you said about that you referenced the tasting of the blending. Yeah. You actually tasted the, the, just the straight lambics, not the, obviously the Gers. And it was quite an insight, actually. And it just goes to show what these guys for so long have been putting the effort they've been putting into their product. Yeah. And, and that's their art. You can jump. I mean, we did it back in the UK just recently. We had a cyber side with uh, four-year-old Dreyfontaine Gers, um, lost the Lost Abbey Veritas, uh, 04, I think it was, or number four, and the Isabella Proximus. Okay. And, sorry, Tommy, but the uh, the Dreyfontaine <laughs> knocked it into a cocked hat. You know. I don't think. I'm not sure you have to apologize <laughs> no. to Tommy for that. Yeah. He might because he doesn't listen. With you. Oh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean Dreyfontaine. Come on. Yeah. Here's yeah. another one, and here's one that uh, you know. Part of the interview I got with the Cantillon guys, with Jean-Pierre, who's the, the younger brewer there now, was talking about their, that, that non-traditional goose and lambic is not goose and lambic. Mm-hmm. And he'll say that to you, and he'll look at you and anybody who comes in there, and he'll look at those brewers if they're in front of him, and, they'll, and he'll say to them, you're not making goose and you're not making lambic. I don't care what you say. And they're a bit upset with him about that. He's not joining the lambic guild and the goose guild. Ooh, he's he's out, Warcraft? He's out here. <laughs> like, he's Probably. out here I bet he uh, does. doing his own thing. But I think he would agree that Dre Fontaine is, you know, it's, these it's, are people doing the traditional. Yeah. It's very, I mean, yeah. um, the more I sort of travel and meet all these people, wonderful, wonderful people. People, yeah. you know, trotting around the barrel rooms at Bone and and spending an afternoon with Frank at, at uh, and uh, yeah, at, at Bone and then Armand the Belder at uh, Dreyfontaine. In fact, they're amazing. They've been doing it for years, yeah. and it's, it, so it's so entrenched in it, and it's so much in their heart. It's it's, it's pretty cool to be, just spend five minutes around them, let alone afternoons and things like that. So yeah. Very impressive. And all the beers there today. I, I didn't have a bad beer today. I had beers that were less sour than others, uh, but I did not have a bad beer today. Jolly Pumpkin was there, uh, you know, pouring bottles. Uh, very nice beers out of them. I like them. Uh, even though they didn't do the show with us, I still like them. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have the Moonlight Sour Puss, but Shat did. And you were talking about that beer. Moonlight, uh, yeah. very interesting brewery. Out, you guys remember them from the show a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, how did you like the Sour Puss? It was good. It was dark. A um, little woody and smoky, almost, yeah. uh, to taste. But uh, it was great beer. Okay. Really nice. I mean, nice body. It was, yeah, excellent beer. And then I guess last and certainly not least, a beer that we were even drinking a bottle of here on the show. They've just put it in bottles, I think. It's a brand new deal. Uh, Russian Pabst River. Blue Ru- oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pabst in bottles. Um, no way. They have it. Russian River Consecration. Yeah. That was uh, on tap at the fest. Uh, and then we've got some bottles here. Shat and Tasty and JP pick some up, I guess. Uh, I, I just bought a bottle yesterday and i had never seen it before it's fresh out i think it used to just be at the brewery right it's not a brand new beer for him i think you could get it at the brewery before it's a pretty new beer though for him yeah is it okay i've never seen it before i've got a really good uh liquor store by me yeah and he puts some good stuff out and it's still 21 bucks for a 750 worth it oh i i I didn't share it with you guys (laughs) yeah it's a really nice beer. How'd you guys like that yeah. tonight, Tasty? Uh, it's very good. It's very, you know, good. Yeah. Very, I, it's really interesting beer. It's a little your, young. 
You got your Pliny yeah. the Elder hat on. And, well, I like uh, uh, I like these beers too. It's pretty, Pliny, Pliny the Under butt plug and. <laughs> no, I would um, be amazed to find out what kind of Pliny gear Tasty has hanging out in his house. But this is you like this beer? I definitely like this beer. It's really rich, very uh, very complex. It's I like prunes it a lot. or currants or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah currants. Mm-hmm. What's what was really weird is they had it on tap, and it does not taste as sour as it did in the bottle. Really, it tastes different. Mm, it tastes tastes really different. Referment in the bottle, probably. I thought all that was done with this it beer. It said fermented yeah. in the bottle. Refermented in this oh, bottle. Oh, that's just for carbonation. But it wouldn't add sourness, yeah, would it? Yeah. yeah. Well, but I'll tell uh, you what. Uh, we got to see Vinny at the at the IPA festival, and he wants to come back on the show. Uh, oh, so great. No I, way. Yeah, what does he have to talk about? Where's the puppet? <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, come on, Vin. We're done with you. Yeah. Like, we don't talk. even know. We're going to bl- blow the dust off the puppet and stuff. Well, let's yeah. not push it, Doug. <laughs> let's not go that far back. Yeah. Uh, with the puppet comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's going to come back on, uh, I think our show is booked right about until the same time he is, so it looks like we might get him on uh, beginning of April. He's going to come back on. And okay. We haven't talked to him since they opened the new production facility and are now yeah. bottling Pliny and all that kind of stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm glad he wants to come back on and talk well, to us. He gets us. very busy when he's got something new opening up uh, facility-wise. And, and uh, one of our uh, very early-on listeners and a, a supporter of the BN and just an all-around nice guy, he had sent in... He was one of the first homebrewers to send in beer to the show. His name is Guy. And Guy is now uh, uh, Vinny's brewer. Oh, really? He's helping him brew over nice. at the production facility. Good job, Guy. Yeah. In That's fact, all because of us, right? applause to him. Uh, you know, maybe a bad decision on Vinny's part, but, uh, I mean, I tried to get hey, his home It's brew. all because of us. <laughs> no, guy was very nice, and his beer was good. And, uh, yeah, now he's brewing with Vinny. Nice. Yeah. Imagine that. Moving up in the world. Now, if only Shaq could get a job doing something. The timing. Besides Soon. Besides <laughs> keeping old people alive. All right, 888-401-BEER. Here's the deal. We're going to give away some uh, Belgian candy sugar from Belgian Candy Sugar, Inc. All you have to do is call me. I'll take any caller, 888-401-BEER. Call me and tell me, what is the final event of SF Beer Week? Oh, that's the uh, Pantless uh, Squeezy Festival. Pantless squeezy fest. Sour pantless. You start. You start. Why don't you mute his microphone? Sometimes he sometimes he starts out like really like you're like oh this is gonna be good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Tell me. Can I have that back? The final event of SF Beer Week. And by the way, I haven't seen any drug of the week calls, so it looks like our uh, our winner is JP's new girlfriend. I loved her. Wood. I'm sorry, dude. I'm gonna have to fight you to the death. It was kind of hot. She loved me though. Well, she loved your laugh, but see, you could laugh and get her going, and then I can finish it out. <laughs> send me, so, Kim, send me pictures, it looks Kim. to be our drunk of the week, but right now I'm taking calls eight 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 four zero one beer to win some Belgian candy sugar. Tell me what is the final event of SF Beer Week? You can I go know. find out. Just search around on the web, and uh, it's I know. a piece of cake. Doc knows because he's been drooling over all those events he can't go to. Yeah, that's the problem. Oh, I can't go to that. Oh, I can't I go didn't, to that. I can't go to that. I almost feel bad all this talk about the Sour Fest today because I know that of all the of all the fest, Doc wanted to be there oh, I wanted, today. Yeah, I'm th- can I get there for the last hour? Maybe not. Tell you what, Doc, if I were you, I'd have ditched, uh, I'd have ditched Schumann like JP did for his birthday yeah. and gone for the Sour Fest today instead. Uh, Use your pass for that. It, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Uh, you could have lied and said, you know, actually today is his birthday, and I he know. was with us. And, I know. Uh, well, you could have lied, Doc. 
You could have lied. Again? Again. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Some more. Yeah. No. God, there's a lot of good things happening. Tell me what's the final event of SF Beer Week. Give you some Belgian candy, sugar, and then we're getting out of here. Yeah, so, we are. I'll tell you what's going on next week after we finish this game, because uh, we've got some exciting stuff happening, and uh, then I think we're off the week after that. I'm not sure yet, but it looks like that'll be our off week is the final Again. week of the month. Good. Yeah. Month of the week. Month of the week. Week of the month. Month Same of the week, thing. month. <laughs> week of the month, week. <laughs> Your husband never showed up for the show. Bebo. No, he really... Oh, No, Bebo. she made the announcement. No, he didn't. She, no, she made the announcement he wasn't going to show. Mm. He got hammered. Sunday's his drinking day. It's his church day. <laughs> I'm drinking and for the Lord. And it's his drinking day. Yeah. He goes out and he plays music for the Lord in the morning. And then he goes <laughs> drinking for the Lord in the afternoon. Yeah. And then saved. puking for the Lord in the evening. And then humping for the Lord at night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, Doc, which side, of, which side of my torso is my liver on? Your uh, left side. Your right. Your right side. My right side, right? Yeah. Man, I was upper, afraid up, of that. Upper right. Was it doing a flip-flop? <laughs> Not today, but... Uh, upper right, on, upper on right day mostly. Two, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> on day like two or three of my binge, I'm, I was sitting at CBS doing some, some work there, so I wasn't drinking at the time, but I had been the, the night before and the right. night before that. And, right. It's really aching. Like, it was a lot of aching. And I thought I pulled a muscle or something, but then I, I was like, you know, I think I'm pretty sure that's where my liver my is. Liver. You didn't pull a muscle, you drowned in an organ. <laughs> had a little, it had a talk with me. There's some Saturday other things morning. that could have been, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's my pretty, liver. pretty sure liver. Well, especially based on the fact that Saturday morning, me and my liver woke up, and my liver was like, uh, hey, dude. You do that again, I'm out of here. You know, I was Why does your liver sound like your pussy? <laughs> I don't know, but it does. My liver is a pussy. Yeah. I was looking at the SF Beer Week schedule. Uh, I know you're probably thinking about that IPA fest today. I'm really wishing you wouldn't. <laughs> you do that, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, I got better things to do with my time. But I said, no, you don't. You, no, you don't. You used up all your enzymes Get yesterday. Your yeah. All right, Brew Tattoo. Did oh. we already give him candy sugar? Yes. Uh, Is that what he's calling for? Yes. I don't think we have given him candy sugar, though. No, he's, he ain't getting candy. Hey, Brutat, what's happening, brother? Hey there. Did you already yeah, win? Did you already win candy sugar? Best of the West Beer Festival. Did you already win candy sugar? I did, but it was never sent to me. Oh, well, then that's you good. Yeah. <laughs> then that counts. I guess. Okay, that counts. In- yeah, it counts. Are you sure it was never sent to you? Yeah. Yeah, just like my two one A shirt. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just gonna hang up. Well, he wears a skirt. What do you want? No. All right. Well, then I'll take another caller. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Tell me. Well, what he the just final, ruined. Uh, Didn't he answer? That's it? okay. I'll send him candy sugar, and I'll give it to somebody else who hasn't won before. You see, that's what kind of diplomats we are. <clears throat> I think I got blobber gleepy glop on the line. Oh man. Uh, Bloober gloppy gleepy glop. <laughs> are you there? I've got him connected, but I don't hear him. Apparently, he's not. Connected. Say something. Unless you hear him. Uh, yeah, I hear him just fine. <laughs> he's just a fuck off. <laughs> he's breathing. And I think your Skype's not working, dude. Skype. Call the eight hundred number eight 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 four one beer. I will give Skype. some candy sugar to Gleepy Glop. No, not to Gleep. To Brew Tattoo, and to somebody who calls in and, and repeats to me what is the final event of SF Beer Week. We'll make it a piece of cake. I want everybody to win. Even, everybody. Even Tasty. Oh. To the A, to the S, 
S-T-E-Y, girl, you taste it. T to the A to the S-T-E-Y, girl, you taste it. I gotta get that last. What part. does laced with lacy mean? If you, you don't, lace if you don't know, I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah. Okay. If you know, if you don't know, I'm not gonna look at you when you wear it. If you're not down with the lace, I'm not even gonna tell you. It's like lace on the beer glass. That's tasty. Tasty knows yeah. all about the lace. I think we should cover that for the uh, anniversary party. We probably should. I don't know if we can. That's to be good, though. It's a pretty bad song. That clip yeah. is good, but the whole song. Tasty's <laughs> yeah. gonna go it. home and download it, listen to it all night. <laughs> yeah, let's face it. It's only good because it says Tasty. That's gonna be his new doorbell. <laughs> That'd be My great. Ringtone. You want me to? Cu- I, I'll I, get it. I'll cut you this for a ringtone. I'll send you this. All right, send it to me. It totally should be your ringtone. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to see Tasty standing in the Safeway yeah. as we're blowing up his phone. Totally owning that shit. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, clean up on aisle. <laughs> oh, sorry. I got to take this. <laughs> Sir, do you have your Safeway card? Uh, hang on. I got I to gotta take this. I got to take this. <laughs> that's my Tasty phone. Sorry, that's my jam. I got to take this. <laughs> be funny. That's my jam, son. What's this guy's name? AJ? Yeah. A. A with the a J. A and the J. Should have given that away to you. A to the, the J. J. <laughs> to the A to the J to whatever. No, no. You need uh, a you're name. done. Yeah. AJ from... A to the J to the whatever, right? AJ from Canada. Spe- let me tell you how Bebo spelled Canada. I don't know how to spell it. Uh, K-A-Y. C-A-N-E-D-A. <laughs> from, uh, AJ from Canada. Canada. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's... A-D-A. Shut up, I hate It's shorthand. You. What's happening, AJ? Uh, not too much. What's happening to you guys? Is this yeah. shunt? Just dancing to what? Is this shunt? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, he's, <laughs> no. he's an AJ hey, from Canada also. Don't mind him. He's looking for a roommate. No. All right. Do you have an answer to the final event of SF Beer Week? Don't get offended. Is it the uh, Celebrator Bay Area Beer Celebration? Yeah, that'll You got be it. Are right, you and Brew Tattoo Why is that win. so relevant? I'll no. send you some uh, Belgian candy sugar. Just give me your address, brother. Uh, send it to Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll get some sent out to you ASAP. Just awesome. Thanks. Thanks, man. Cheers. We'll get you okay. some sent out. T-A-S-T-Y. Anybody going to that? Yeah, here's the good news. We're <laughs> going to be broadcasting. Why is that uh, relevant? I don't know. Which part? The whole beer festival ended the beer festival. Ah, because we're relevant? broadcasting live from the Celebrator Beer Fest. It's oh, the God. best of the West this year. It was, last year it was their uh, 20th anniversary. Yep. This year it's the uh, best of the West beer fest. It's their and uh, we'll be there live. Uh, the only downside is uh, I don't know that we're going to have internet connection like we did last year. No. These goddamn uh, convention centers. Yeah, I know. They want 800 bucks to uh, give you a password. Uh, you know they don't have to set up this internet connection, right? Yeah, I mean, right. It's we're, already all, done. we're all uh, living in the in the same time period, right? It's yeah. 2009 for everybody, not just us. Right. Uh, well, there's a few people in, like, central Idaho, I think, that are still a couple years behind. But, the, but, but your general meccas with convention general, centers, they're yeah. in 2009, right? Yeah. I thought yeah. so. Uh, 800 bucks to give you a, a password to the, the internet connection. So I don't know if that's going to happen. What I'm going to do is get to uh, the fest on Sunday. We're going to set up our gear, and then I'm going to send Shat around to find the the tech guy. There's always a tech guy. Yeah. And we'll, maybe we'll grease his palms a little bit. Yeah. Shat's palms. Maybe find like 800 uh, bucks. We'll grease Shat's palms. And make him earn that 800 bucks. Now, you know, maybe we'll slip him a 50 or something. I don't know. We'll, we're going to try. But I'm putting it on Shat is, is what the important part of this conversation no. is. Blow him in the alley. So that if we're not on the air live next Sunday, it's Shat's fault. But uh, in all seriousness, I th- we're going to look for the tech guy. I'm going to see if we can, I don't know, throw him, you know, some 50s. I don't know. Whatever some beer. Uh, some Benjamin. Beer. Definitely some, beer, yeah. Some rocks. Yeah, some Coke. 
And last time we heard tasty uh, cookies. Doc had his uh, oh. foot broken. Yeah, I that bet you the tasty yeah. cookies could go a long way. That's right. We had to carry your beer and shit for you yeah, last year. Yeah, and you finally got me that uh, that uh, cool wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Doc's doing oh, fucking wheelies. Uh, Did you get which, to go to the head of the line? Which, by the way, Michael Jordan Michael used. Michael Jordan used that That's when right. he was going to uh, college tournament 18, 1984. When he was in to Carolina. Mm. The that's what the at least that's what the door guy told us. He said, "You know." Yeah. I don't this usually. <laughs> so they blew the dust off of it. I am don't usually do am this, but this used to be. What would that be, talk, sir? <laughs> this, <laughs> this am used to be Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> See, anyway, they brought it in for now. Him. You can walk on your own accord. Well, it was it was <laughs> hell having like my crutches and having to have a beer. At the same yeah, time. yeah, well, yeah. You were throwing beer all over everybody. We, we, yeah, it was bad. That wasn't going to work. You should have brought one of those beer hats. You know, with the straws and stuff. Yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah, those little black, like, padded, like, workout gloves. I'm from Elsa Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah the gloves. gloves, dude. The Velcro. You can yeah. borrow Sam's. Because Doc can't, <laughs> Doc can't have calluses. I still got calluses, yeah. even with those gloves. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. That's not from that crutches. <laughs> yeah, a lot of clown okay, crutches will do that. It's from being married for 30 years. Extra callus. Yeah. <laughs> it's only 20. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. But it feels like 30. <laughs> I got Wood back on the phone. Oh. Hey, he wants to lobby for his wife's drunkenness. Kim Barely. Put Kim Nobody back else on. called. What <laughs> yeah, you got to lobby what I for? Told him. Hey, Wood, what's happening, man? Hi, I'm here to lobby for my wife <laughs> and whatnot. Hey, uh, hi, Wood, all right. How Wood, is she? Wood, can you put my girlfriend back on the phone, please? Uh, JP, your girlfriend was um, the uh, demonstration that she provided online yeah. and whatnot and things. <laughs> was uh, for real and whatnot. I don't understand what that means. Wood kind of sounds like Push. Did anybody notice that? He does. <laughs> Dude, I I don't want to sound like Push, but for Christ's sakes, and and whatnot. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, it's like we have to send out two medals. Do you remember when um, Thanks Please but originated? I, my, I am trying to lobby for my wife and things because she was um, performing an act on the internet and whatnot that was actually real. Um, was that I was the one that back and things? Was that the one that happened on the the phone call, or was there like a, a act afterward? No, 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 that was on the phone call. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I was not listening, so I, I was just accosted by yeah. my wife. Well, I told and her to do that, by the way. Yeah, you can thank well, JP. I appreciate that, and I want to give you totally a point. Did. Right. You get thank one. You, JP. you get one point. I get one point. How JP. many? How many do I cash in for fabulous prizes? Three thousand. You have um, five points out of ten, and oh. things. So. Wow. What I would like stuff. to say is that and you have not. almost amassed enough points for a full bidet. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Well, so you better I let us talk to Kim again if we're going to decide. Uh, you know, we had a lot of calls. Yeah, yeah. You're a nice dude in all wood, but uh, shut the fuck up. Go ahead and put Kim oh, on the I line. get it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what we can Here's do. Here's my wife. She'll say hi. Thank her. you. Oh, she won't say hi. Well, oh, please. Come on, Kim. She's oh, she has to say, she, they're saying please. You have to say hi. Please. Okay, one moment, please. Thank uh, you. Here we go. <laughs> hi, Cammie. Hi. You're still hi. drinking. Hi. Kim's all giggles and vomit at this point. <laughs> no, not vomit yet. What's up, brother? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> snap, dog. <laughs> Tell me a story, boys. I uh, think all the stories uh, are on your end of the phone line, my dear. Oh, yeah. Well, you missed it initially, apparently. Well, we heard it. It just sounded too quick. I don't know. I didn't believe it. It sounded oh, like... Oh, too uh, quick? That's, that's my husband's problem, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's an excellent point. Well, Kim, I do believe that you are the uh, proud recipient of a Drunk of the Week. Oh! Yeah. And probably a load, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, we now, look, we, we, we look a, forward to that uh, June Eiffel Tower. Yeah, we need pictures oh. with you with the medal on. Okay, that's what yeah. you have to but do. I will to be doing to picture. you, right? Uh, either way, so whatever, whatever, we whatever works, sweetheart. Yeah. We don't give a shit. To the wobbly age. Yeah. Are you guys coming out for NHC? That's right. All right. Good All choice right. of, uh, of events. Give, I'll give you my hotel key. All right, dear. Uh, you I gave uh, JP a, a stiffy, and yeah. uh, and apparently yeah. your husband as well, and we yeah. uh, appreciate your efforts at Drunk of the Week. It was definitely a two-boner night. You have to no. save thank you. JP. Okay, three boners here. Okay, thank you. No. A lot of boners. <laughs> no, a lot of boners. <laughs> thank you, Kim. Congratulations. Love you guys. Cheers. Bye, honey. <laughs> Bye. She has a cute giggle. I'll give her she that. She does have a cute giggle. Very I wonder nice. if she has a cute jiggle. She probably has a cute giggle. I just made that up. <laughs> yeah? yeah? You nice. didn't have to think about it for a while? No, I didn't. It just kind of came to me. It's wow. pretty cool. Great. You're banned yeah, from profound. using that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we done, Chad? Uh, did I forget anything? Please tell me we're done, Chad. It's all good. All right. It's all good, baby. Brew tattoo. I'm going to send you some Belgian candy sugar so you don't have to cry in your pants. <laughs> all right? You won, even though you hung up on me. He has no pants. Uh, uh, yeah, he has a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who was our other winner? Kim. Kim. No, she's drunk of the week, but I gave uh, the candy Oh, the Canadian. Yeah. Oh, that's AJ. right. The uh, Canadian. <laughs> I gave the Canadian. Canadian. So the Canadian needs to send me his address to Justin. I was homeschooled. At the network. Yeah, that's no I shot it. Yeah, there's public colleges. Were you homeschooled uh, by your mom? I was, I don't know. No, their favorite uncle. (laughs) No, I was. um, (laughs) It was like a program where, like, it was a lot of reading comprehension. Like, you, I just basically had my own books and I just did it by myself. (laughs) 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 Yeah, sure you did. That's clearly obvious. Obviously. And then I went into class for a couple hours, like twice a week. Just to meet dudes. No, (laughs) yeah, that worked out really well for me. Um, And just like they checked my work and then I did my tests, but only did that for a year. Yeah. All my spelling came from that year, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was taught by my mom. M-O-M-M-I. Yeah. Mommy. She's, <laughs> she's Canadian. O-O-N. That spells mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shut up. All right. You going to get back on the wagon soon or what? I'm on the yeah. wagon. No. Off the wagon. Are you going to get off soon? Thank you. Good point. If uh, the thought of beer stops making me want to puke. Okay. Well, we are else. broadcasting live from the Celebrator Beer Fest. It's, yeah. it's uh, next Sunday. It'll be the best of the West at Celebrator. A lot of good beers. We're going to get a, a bunch of good guests. Uh, Shat's already hard at work on that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, talking to I'm our sure good guests there. Abivo, uh, you're going to go to that, uh, to the best of the West Fest with us. And uh, If you're not going to have internet, why would I be there? there. Uh, just, you know, to hang out. To fucking hang out. want to meet I mean, yeah, totally. I'll be there because I love you guys so yeah. much. There you go. See what Great. I'm saying? This is what I was saying. You know, it's probably closer to sometimes. your house. No. It, I, okay. I don't really talk that much on the microphone. I don't know but what you, you guys ha- are talking about. I do my thing with the Just to hang out. So but you have fans. And whatnot and stuff. People and, and things. And so on and things. But you so, have fans. People want to meet you. You have fans. Meet you. They want to M-E-A-T you. That's gross. Um, yeah, I guess. Sure. Why not? Do I have to pay? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the deciding factor. That's a good point. Do I have to pay too? I'll see what I can do. Right. We're talent, after all. I only have so many passes. This is a thing with us. We have a I big have entourage. Keep that in mind. I want to point out right now to everybody. We have a gi- Does anybody ever think about the size of our entourage? When we we roll like 10 When deep. we get invited to yeah. events, it's a problem. We have to worry. About, we, we have, have to, to have start have thinking about this. We have to have first tier, second yeah, tier. I'm fucking first tier. Are you going to make a joke tier. about me now? <laughs> I 
have to think about the size of it. And I don't mean that Shat oh. has to go on a diet. Yeah. We're not okay, talking good. about square good. footage, okay. Shat. I'm just saying everyone needs to be aware about our entourage. Well, we're on air talent, so we all get in. And that's fine. And listen, yeah. I'm not saying I don't look out for you guys. I always look out for you guys. Sure. And I will look out for you there, too. I'm just, you know... We tend to bring an entourage. We bring it pretty good, <laughs> man. Like, like we're like we matter or we something. Do matter. <laughs> we show up in an Escalade with an entourage, <laughs> like we goddamn matter, and we don't. With a license plate that says "BN Army." <laughs> yeah, I we mean, mattered. Dude. Let me tell you, if anybody plays the part, well, it's us. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. If I'm part of the entourage that isn't drinking, <laughs> do I have to pay? Uh, yes. Mm. Yes, uh, I'm gonna see. I'm working on it. All right, hang in there. You better be drinking. <laughs> I'm working on it. Maybe working on it every second until. Just, uh, festivals are expensive, man. You they think are. that these things yeah. uh, they get put on are you know no big deal? It's twenty bucks here, twenty bucks there. Nah, man. This one's at the uh, Oakland Marriott, Convention Center, Marriott, where the uh, uh, NHC is going to be. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Be right yeah. with the NHC. So if there's any of our local uh, local listeners, you're going to want to go to this. Check it out. Scope or it Roker. out. Uh, Roker. They're 35 bucks tickets, so you know it's it's really not that bad. But there's uh, no tokens or tickets or any no. bullshit. No, it's all you drink. Right, right, right. Free for all. Yeah. Spend 35 bucks at the bar. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You know, if it's a good bar. Uh, so, yeah, these things are expensive, man. I was talking to Tom about how much last year's uh, fest uh, it was for him to put on. Uh, he didn't break even. I'll say that. It was yeah. tough, and it was very expensive to put these things on, so... I'll see what I could do, but uh, I think I think pretty much everybody on air has a has a pass. Well, it's that Rolling Boil Blues band that really sucks up all the money. <laughs> no yeah. passy, no Mikey. Oh, there's yeah. no band this year oh, at all. Good. What? We're the only form of audio that'll be there. Really? Great. We're the entertainment, which I really like because we yeah. have a nice PA system. We'll set up. Yeah, we do. I, I don't know if they're going to play music out of something else, but if they're not going to, that'd be great because we can play our shit. And then uh, we'll be doing our uh, broadcast as normal. We'll do a bunch of interviews. If I can't get it on the air that night, um, you know, I'll, I'll put it on as soon as I can, or it'll just be, you know, on the whatever. I hate to say it, but it'll be on the podcast the next morning. So uh, that's the best I could do. It's the best I could do. Best I could do. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here, everybody. Thanks for uh, sticking around with us. Shat, good work on the guest tonight. He was cool, man. Check out NewHollandBrew.com. That's John Haggerty. He was hanging out with us doing some recipe formulation, and he's a good dude. He was very nice. Oh, yeah. Check out the SF Beer Week events if you're in our area. Uh, Phil came uh, all the way from across the pond to go to these goddamn things because they're good events, and you should, yeah. too. Well, he oh. came on for us, and then the events are secondary. We're secondary, right. exactly. <laughs> I think we're going to try to go to the Barrel Age Fest on Tuesday, also at the Triple Rock. Phil, you going to do that one? Yep. I got to go back for that. Uh, plus, there's going to be some of the sour beers that didn't make it today. The truck uh, didn't arrive. Yeah, they'll be there on Tuesday at the at the just regular Barrel Age Fest. Got to do that. Sully's got some things going on. Paxton's got some things going on. Yep. Uh, of course, the Barley Wine Festival on Saturday. Uh, good thing about that is you don't have to worry about running into JP. It's at the Tornado. It's yeah. true. So uh, it's true. we'll so be. If going you want to have that. a bad time, you can go to the Tornado. And then on uh, Sunday, we'll be at Celebrator doing the show, and uh, so will Bevo. We'll make it so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Make it so, number one. That's it, right? Uh, Engage. Kim, I love you. That. JP loves yeah. Kim. Love Later, you, kids. Kim. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Don't you really love that homebrew? Can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all of the time. Yeah, I think I'll have it. Well, I'll have it one right now. <laughs>
of a day A bar could do me when the skies are gray I'll take a Belgian crew at a time And the women think the land is fine But don't you give me that American crude Boy, I want a real homebrew Homebrew, don't you really love a better homebrew Can't get enough of it Homebrew, it blows my mind I love homebrew all the time Yeah, I think I'll have me Well, I'm the one right now Yeah, you know what? 